What up, everybody? Benny P in the booth with Patrick P. We've got a great podcast for you. Patrick P, say what up to the people. What up, people? Great podcast for you, Dojo. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do... You've got the voice changers. I was trying yeah. to do a robot there. I just yeah. didn't nail it, you know. Wanna wanna get in with you guys? We've got uh, a great podcast for you. A lot of good stuff here. I'm gonna fly through what we're doing. We're gonna do a little bit of warm up. Talk about Monday Night Football. Talk about Baker commercials. We're gonna go through a review from last week and give you guys some insights on all the good teams. We also talk a little bit about the waiver. Obviously, some bombs that went off there. We're gonna react to that. Mm. And we've got our power rankings. Those went out. Thank you so much, Evan S. Blessings, blessings on you and your family. Uh, with that, we react to the pick 'em or to the reviews just a little bit. Then we get into our pickups, giving you guys a good breakdown as to what's going on and where we currently are, and then we leave off with a little sticky review. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, there is also a little god interview on the back end here. Patrick actually meets all the fantasy gods, where they're located, what it is that they do exactly, so stick around for that. Also wanted to say there is a word search in this, and what I'll say is that you're going to have to stick around for it it's a long pod so you've got to listen to the whole thing to see if it happens but the word mm -hmm. the word is spatula spatula i asked grace Ann, what's a random word that i can get patrick to say in the podcast and she said get him to say spatula so mm -hmm. that was the goal again you're gonna have to stick around to see if it actually happens patrick's not allowed to give any hints but um yeah that's the pod that we've got for you we hope that you guys enjoy it Anything you want to leave the guys with before we get into this, get into the content? Yep, stick around. Also for the God interview, because I mean, we really get a good, a good look inside behind the closed doors of Fantasy God Corp. So um, yeah, stick around um, and, and check that out. We have a great conversation. Me and Ed are on great terms. Awesome. Well, you guys enjoy. What is up, potty people? It's your boy, Benny P. Joining me as always, Patrick P. in the building. How you doing, man? Doing good. Back in the dojo once again. Ready to record for the people. Living the dream, my man. So, um, <clears throat> we put in a lot of work today to make this happen. Hours of work already. Hours of work to this point. It seems to happen every <laughs> single week that we have to um, we have to overcome some hurdle to make the podcast happen. I want to let all the speakers know that we are now specialists in USB format. We understand how to work the MIDI and aggregate setup on our devices. And I like to think that all of our tech issues are behind us. Yeah, we know the MIDI up and down, left and right. It's, it's no MIDI that's going to surprise us anymore. Let's talk about some things that actually matter. Like the first thing, Monday Night Football. Whew. Patrick and Eli, ESPN two. Can you at least Patrick break and down? Eli? Sorry, Peyton and Eli. Peyton and Eli. I wish I got that spot. That'd be <laughs> quite an upgrade from from this one. Doing their broadcast. Let's break down from a viewership, just for like our league. What it what was going on? And I want to explain, I guess, or at least I want to try to understand more thoroughly. So you have a broadcast. And that is from NBC. I think it's ESPN. And so ABC. you're telling me ESPN was broadcasting <clears throat> the game 
and ESPN2 was also streaming the game yes. with Peyton and Eli communicating over the top. And I believe ABC was also streaming the game. Like ABC a was also streaming the game. It was ABC because it's owned by ESPN. And ABC Disney is owned also. by ESPN. I'm pretty yes. sure. Yes, ESPN. Sorry, Disney, Disney owns everything. Disney owns everything. Yes, <laughs> they do. They own the world. So. so ABC and ESPN had the normal broadcast. ESPN two had Peyton and Eli doing their thing. Okay, so that's what I thought was interesting because you're only going to end up and help me understand. I guess the the math behind this. You're only going to end up pulling viewers from ESPN for ESPN two. That's the only thing that you could have done in theory. Yeah, I guess. I mean. I think they probably advertised on all their channels. Like they were saying, like Peyton and Eli doing their thing. So you want to push? Here's how I got caught. Yeah. Because I didn't know anything about this. So, sorry guys, just to kind of get into this. We're just trying Mm -hmm. to, we're going to warm up. We're going to talk about this for a second just because we find it a fun topic. And I really do want to try to understand this. I don't want to harp on it too long, but I know we all enjoyed it. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get into some science behind this real quick. I had no idea that this was happening. The Peyton Eli thing was happening. And I just got on YouTube TV to watch Monday Night Football. And it was the first thing recommended to me was Peyton Eli. And I clicked on it and I thought it was the normal broadcast. And so I was watching this and then Peyton got up and did his John Gruden thing. It was on the board and like freaking out. And I was like, this is crazy. I can't believe they would change it this much. And I thought it was the normal broadcast. Yeah. And then I saw, oh, the normal the normal thing is streaming on this other one. Because they put one. it on there. And that's why. Because mm-hmm. ESPN would have shared with you, hey, if you're not liking this with Peyton and Eli, mm-hmm. then switch over to the normal broadcast and you'll get what you get. Exactly. I guess what my point is, is I'm trying to just understand from a marketing scheme and what's their angle. Mm-hmm. Because I found it very interesting. Now, we'll get into our reviews about it here in just a second. Yeah. But what I'm ultimately getting to the conclusion of here is do you get the rights, okay, in theory, if ESPN said that this was a huge success to watch Peyton and Eli converse, mm-hmm. okay, then maybe you could stream the games that are not yours, the ones that are with CBS or on a different channel or something like that, because you can stream them, but what you're broadcasting is essentially Eli and Peyton on ESPN2. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like maybe you could steal some television, not some television rights, Mm -hmm. but you'd be able to steal if a main broadcast is on NBC or something not owned by Disney. That's what you're saying. Then maybe they Mm -hmm. could, yeah. So you're getting it. I don't think they could because I think you have to have rights to even show that game. So you couldn't just have people watching it. So ESPN could not do this with any other game that's not already televised on ESPN. Yeah, I don't think so. Otherwise, I think a bunch of people would probably like stream it online and then just give commentary over it, and then people could watch the game for free, have no yeah, cable. I guess that would be illegal. Yeah, so I, don't, I think you have to have rights to it. That was my. That was yeah. what I thought. I thought their angle was like, if this works out and we can just you stream sniping stuff, viewers, then we can just, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I, I, I always feel like there's some kind of angle going yeah. on. Yeah. And that's why I love on the BS pod, they bring in a guy every once in a while who does the breakdown of like what the streaming competition looks like. And I don't remember his name, but I, I love that stuff. That yeah. stuff is very interesting to me. So yeah. the, the streaming wars and all of the stuff going on right now to me has really piqued my interest. But let's go ahead and get into it. What did you like about it or what did you hate about it? What was, the, what was your feedback, your personal review? Well, I'll say this. I would, I'll watch it every time over the normal broadcast yeah. every single time. I, yeah, overwhelmingly, I liked it. I think there was definitely some stuff they got to figure out and they got to like shore up. But I, I loved, I mean, I like Peyton. I, Eli's okay. I mean, I love Peyton's personality. And I think sometimes Peyton kind of overtakes Eli in the personality department. So yeah. kind of Eli's kind of like the straight man, you know, and then Peyton's the guy telling the jokes. Um, but I then, got that vibe. I but got then that vibe. what I really loved was them bringing in like Charles Barkley and Travis Kelsey Ray and all Lewis. these people. 
like yeah, and Ray Lewis. Um, I mean, I definitely. I mean, anytime you add Barkley, I'm in. It's just my opinion. Barkley's what gets gets it done for you. Barkley gets it done, man. Put Barkley over anything. I'll yeah. watch it. What I'll, I guess what I what I'll say is that there is something with. I guess what I'll say is, would you have watched that over Romo broadcast? Over Romo broadcast? Yep. Yes. You would have watched that over mm-hmm. Romo? Yep. Because here's the thing, and this is what I think ESPN is trying to pick up on, is people love when Romo is educating them mm-hmm. from a quarterback position because obviously it's the most knowledgeable position outside of maybe the defensive linebacker or something like that. Yep. But educating the broadcast with predictions on what the next play is going to be what the defense is run they don't they don't like and, and i and i fall into this category so that's why i'm able to i guess kind of expand on this is because when you start breaking down for me defenses and schemes and pressure offenses and then when they draw them on the little thing and then it happens that next play yeah you've got me hook line and sinker like mm-hmm. i'm all in so when so i so saw all that to say is that where i feel like Disney, ESPN, whatever, is they've already got Peyton Manning on contract with ESPN Plus stuff. So let's really utilize this guy to bring in some Romo stuff mm-hmm. and just eat up that that crowd because that's all that I was watching for. And so when he got under center with that obnoxious helmet that he was wearing yeah. on his head and he started doing the breakdown and like can-can and all this different stuff, mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. And I'm just so enthralled with what it's like to be a quarterback in the NFL and you're not going to find anybody better than Peyton Manning to do that. Yeah. And so all that to say is that I found a lot of times Eli, all he had to do, because again, I'm not huge on Eli, I'm there for Peyton, mm-hmm. but Eli being there to, you know, be his Robin, so to speak, mm-hmm. works for me. Yeah. But all that Eli had to do was talk about a few quarterback things and I was hooked. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even like Eli, but I'm listening to him like gospel because it's just like, that's so interesting. Exactly. Because and he does so know. Smart. I mean, he was in the league. Oh, and, yeah. and he actually surprised me a few times with some, like he did some stuff where he actually pointed some stuff out. Yes. That, like, and obviously he's knowledgeable. He's been in the league. He's got yeah. all the experience. So he can just mm-hmm. look there at the screen and say it. Yeah. And he would even be, I was worried because when I chimed in probably 10, 15, maybe even 20 minutes late, honestly, Eli was really making a move for like, Hey, mm-hmm. I'm not just a side piece. We're here doing this together. Yeah. And I was like, gosh, he's talking a lot. Yeah. Like someone needs to shut Eli up. I even know. though I love what he's talking about. Yeah. I want to hear Peyton say this because yeah. I missed all the stuff on the front end. So yeah. I just, yeah, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Anytime that that's over a normal broadcast, yeah, I'm taking it. Yeah. Anything that you didn't like about it? Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. So they do need to figure out, and that's with all these shows, and I, and I love new shows. I mean, you you know, you want to see how it's going to be live. Now everything's live, and they're doing all this stuff. I love seeing the reaction and kind of how things are going because there was a couple times with Chuck on there, with Ray Lewis on there, like the delay in tech. Mm-hmm. That can really get awkward on the on the, yeah. you, and you hate to see it, but at the same time, that's kind of why I'm watching it is I want to see them buffer out the details. I want to see them make it happen, and kind of fix everything. So I guess what I saw was there. It was really hard for one. This is the thing I saw the most for Peyton to relax. Yeah, he, and that was the thing. He would sit back, which might have been like I don't know a signal to Eli, like hey, time to perk up and take some of this radio time or some of this TV time mm-hmm. and I'm sitting back. And then whenever Peyton would get up, he would sit up on the edge of the couch and he would start talking and getting into it. Mm-hmm. And again, I would, I love to see that, but I also, if you can, and you just are going to have to take time to kind of work out a few of these kinks, 
But over time, get Peyton comfortable, get him to where he does have little segments like where he was under center and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and have them topic points to jump to. And then really once you get down into the fourth quarter, the game is the game, and we're all going to be focusing on that. Yeah. But definitely to have some bits on the front end at around halftime. And then that was the other thing that I guess the second biggest thing that I didn't like was that they had to just play the commercials from the thing yeah. over their broadcast, so it would kick them off, and they would be in the middle of conversation. Yeah. Did you? And that's did you hear the guy in the production background. value what they want to be doing? Did you hear the guy in the background every now and then? Like they had like a feed where there was a yep. guy saying, "I'm always commercial, listening to this commercial stuff. coming up." Yep. I'm always <laughs> listening to that stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, like those are a lot of errors that they'll work the kinks out on. But just when you look back there, I think to myself you can maybe play the commercial down in the corner and still keep mm-hmm. them going when they're on a conversation. And then you can maybe try to, I don't know, grab the next commercial or whatever the rights are. You can try to sneak them in there. Yeah. But when they're in the mid conversation with Ray Lewis about some defensive stuff that I was loving, I was like, uh, why don't we just go to a com- subway commercial? I think all, all of them need on like their video screen. They're looking at like just a countdown, like, okay, yeah. commercial in five. Yeah. For just so everybody's know knows it's because they would up. just cut them right off, yeah. the middle and yeah. I'd be like, "That's not." What and another thing, and I think this inevitably happens anytime you have like a virtual like Zoom call or something, people just talk over each other. Yeah, it's just like I noticed it. Did you? I don't know if you watched the whole game, but like when Russ was on there in the fourth quarter, Russ, um, Russ Wilson. Nope. Yeah, yeah, he was on there in the fourth quarter, My and I swear, was on there, huh? yeah, and I swear Peyton talked over him non-stop now is that a good chance of that now are you saying not from a personal perspective but you're saying from maybe from a text perspective yes i'm saying like when he it's... didn't know that he was talking before he was rolling and obviously exactly like you start talking and and i think peyton knows if you start talking on a video and then somebody else starts talking and then you stop then there's also a delay where they will stop and then it just gets more awkward so he yep. just keeps bull rushing through it right and it just happens so much where Russ would start to pipe up and Peyton would just be on something. And then Peyton would talk for like 30 seconds and Russ would just kind of sit back and wait. And then he would start talking again. And then Peyton would get in again. I swear it happened like five times in a row. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, so I they got to figure that stuff out. But you'd like to think with these big budget things, like, hey, let's get the stream ready. Yeah. I mean, like me and you, we'd work our tail off to get this happening. <laughs> yeah. And we're just getting. Yeah, I just. Yeah. But I think it happens like you're on a Zoom call, FaceTime, whatever. Like that just happens all the time. You start talking, and the other person starts talking. Especially when you got three people on it. You got Peyton, yeah. Eli, and their guest. And then you're, zo- yeah, and that guest is zoomed in. Mm-hmm. Good luck. And then you've got a game that like you want to also commentate on a little bit. So yes. like something big happens, you want to start talking about it. But Russ is in the middle of a con- like saying something yeah. else. So. And that's where you run a risk, and we'll kind of bring this to a close. You run a risk here by doing that with a broadcast like that. Because big plays would happen, but you're not going to, unless you're all in the same room, be able to pause succinctly. Let's discuss this deep ball or whatever right here. Keep the viewer engaged with that game that's going on. And then fill in the cracks. Go back to our conversation. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to. And that's what I would hope is that with this broadcast, eventually you have Eli and Peyton in the same room. There's no reason why they shouldn't be in the same room. You just set up two cameras and it does the exact same thing. Right. Unless they're in different cities, I guess. Yeah. Well, just come on. I mean, it just may be hard for them. To get together, I don't know. I mean, they're on. They're brothers, all right. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Get together every once in a while, okay? That's fair. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, and then their guests, like guests coming in, the same way you would do on a late night, would be perfect. Like we're getting in Ray Lewis here for a few minutes, and we'll have him for twenty and send him on his way. Yeah, they won't be able to do that with everybody though, because like obviously Russell Wilson and Travis Kelsey are like playing football. All right, so fine. Let's just yeah. figure out the tech. Let's just get the Let's tech. Let's figure better. the tech out. Yeah, I mean, if Eli and Peyton were in the same room, it would definitely be better. For sure, but yeah, they won't be able to get the guests they want in if they 
want to get them all in the studio. All right, slap me in the face again. Ow! I'm, I'm sorry, Ben. I didn't mean to, you know. I'm, I'm on the other side of the it's room. Fine. I didn't think I could reach that far with my words. Let's see. Is there Was there anything else that you didn't like? Oh, the only other thing I noticed was, like, they had, like, like, you know, you're watching the announcers on a normal broadcast, and, like, a big play happens, and they'll get excited, and they'll be like, you know, oh, it's a long touchdown, blah, 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 and they get excited. The Peyton and Eli would just be like, oh, yeah, there's another touchdown. Like, they literally had no mm. excitement or reaction to anything that was happening. I didn't capture that. That's good that you yeah. – I'm glad that you said that. It was just like – and I don't even at the end of the game, it was a crazy game. Yeah, it was a crazy game. I didn't really get to stay. I went to sleep, but – That was bananas, man. It was bananas. It was an I, overtime I, game. So, uh, yes. yeah, I guess – I mean, and again, from their perspective, they've watched so much film, watched so many yeah. games that to them it's like, all right, well, they just ran it. And they're so that, invested in their conversation with like Russ or whoever they're talking to yeah. that stuff just happened in the background. Which again, that's where you really have got to pick up on tech to be able to just, and that's what again I would always probably have then, always in the fourth quarter or whatever overtime it is. I just need Peyton and Eli. That's yeah. just that's it. Yeah, play your role. Don't have any guests on. So, yeah, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. I'm excited for them. I'm excited for a better product next time, but I wasn't disappointed with what I got. Yeah, I definitely wasn't, and I didn't even know it was happening, so I was yeah. pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Yep. Last thing that I want to finish up our warm-up on is just want to get this started, conversation started. It doesn't have to go anywhere necessarily where we're currently at, but the Baker Mayfield commercials, okay? Mm. I just need to get started on this. They are awesome, okay? They always are. I love them. They're fantastic. I don't know how much money uh, is it all state spent to have him as you, you would think as much, many, many times as I've watched this that I know what commercial that is it State Farm? Oh my gosh, this is terrible. I, I don't even know. Is it not all state? I, I have no clue. Progressive? I don't know. It's not progressive. <laughs> not progressive. I know that. I know that. Progressive, they're doing their commercials. It's. I want to say that it's all state. I'm saying it's all state. I'm going to look so, it up. With that being said, these commercials it is progressive is it really no it's yeah. not it is no it's not i mean that's what there's no flow no like apron no nothing progressive this is it man progressive right here oh my gosh Baker Mayfield. great branding great progressive that got me at all angles they've got yeah. me with flow yeah they've got me with baker so well y'all just listen to just watch the commercials yeah. I think Baker's great. If anything, I think it only increases his fantasy value. And <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think that it increases his gameplay. So I'm all in. We got to get a, a PPC added in there, a point per commercial, something like that. Dude, I just, <laughs> I think it's great. I freaking love it. Uh, yeah, PR team for Baker Mayfield is killing it. They are, even whenever he wasn't doing well in the league. I know. They still run those bad boys. Yeah. And maybe, jeez, oh, I just, the one where it's like, the way he's fanning himself with the book and he's like can we talk about this love scene <laughs> yeah. i'm just losing it dude there's a new one this year too oh there's been a bunch yeah. of new ones so that's why i'm telling everybody get yeah. out there i'm not going to be ruining them for you but yeah. when they when they happen you need to be watching them because they are so enjoyable yeah, so great but man all right so that is the uh that's the finish of our our little warm-up segment now that we've kind of got all this we want to get into the re the review from last week the review from last week and we want to get into our pickums, like what we did and why we predicted what that is so we're going to break that down here uh going into next week we're going to talk about every single matchup some things that we liked some things that we didn't like so hopefully if you listen this far you get to get a breakdown as to what happened in week one what was surprising and we'll start off with this 
I just want to ask you, P-Squeeze on the front end, getting worse manager but getting a win, is there anything about that that throws you off? Do you do you respect that you were the worst manager as delegated by the Fight Club uh, review, or do you read into that at all even though you got a W? Yeah, I mean, my team greatly underperformed, um, and I didn't have the best lineup in there because Oyster got injured. I mean, it's definitely – by the way that they track it, it's definitely true. Uh, it's hard to argue that. But you got to win. So I feel like the worst manager can't get a W. Yeah, I agree. I don't think I am the worst manager. I just think that by the way they track it, that makes sense. By their algorithm? By their algorithm. That sure. it's just based on putting the right people in the lineup. So they obviously want you to predict that Mostert's going to get hurt on the second play of the game. And then you got to put in like James White or something. You needed to know that. Yeah. You need to know the four gotta, quarters before that happens. It's bad management to not know. Honestly, it is poor management. You're it's poor management. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's hard to argue. Yeah. It all comes back to poor management. It does. Okay. So, let's start with, let's going to save me and yours for last, just because obviously we can go into the details on ours. Yep. So, let's jump into the first matchup, Evan S versus Connor F. Yep. Okay. I did have Connor F in this. I did have Evan S. I was wrong. You go up a point in our Pick'em series, which we'll do a final score of here at the end. Yep. But let's dive into the matchup. We had Evan S. defeating Connor F. 156-76 to 114-58. And I do want to pull up on my little docket here. Give me one second. I wanted to look at the matchups between these two going into it. Yep. And what I'll tell you, I'm looking at it now. Yes. Okay. Is that the matchup between Evan S and Connor F is now two to one. They were one to one in the series between the two of them. Mm. And now Evan S is officially two to one on Connor F. Wow. Very surprising. So let's go into this matchup as he turns the, as he breaks the rubber match and go ahead and tell me something from Something that you liked on Evan's side, or maybe something that you were a little surprised by? Um, I liked and was surprised by David Montgomery. Okay. Um, I thought that he could be good this year, but I did not expect 100 yards and a touchdown week one, especially in a game against the Rams. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I liked that for him. That's, that's going to be a huge value pick for him if Montgomery can keep it up. He's going to have a pretty solid group of— Makes that trade look good for him. It does. And I told Kevin on the back end of that trade, the given David Montgomery away, I honestly didn't think was that big of a deal. And I even shared this with uh, Evan as well. Our line is not good. So all those yardage and the plays that he made, if you look back on them, which who is the guy that me and you, that you mentioned before that plays every single play for every single player on YouTube? Oh, uh, East Coast Taffy. East Coast Taffy. Well, yeah. if you did want to look up from those games, his runs, those, those runs were made from him. Like, those were mm-hmm. cutback moves. And I'm not saying, like, obviously you need a front line to do what they do. But I just thought from the plays that I watched, like, that's just David Montgomery being David Montgomery, which is incredible mm-hmm. because, again, the Bears line, news to, you know, new news to no one, is it's not good this year. Like, we're in shambles. We lost a lot in training camp. So the fact that he is getting yards and getting points and all that stuff, even with our hurt line is a great sign for Evan. And I thought yeah. for Kevin was a great value to give away and mm-hmm. get back what he got. So I like the trade for both of them, honestly. Yeah. Just a reminder of that trade. It was Odell Beckham and Montgomery for cup and Damian Harris. Yeah. I really like cup and Damian Harris side yeah. of that. 
So I mean, and now I and feel he like dropped, depending upon or he Odell didn't drop does. Odell, but he gave Odell away for crumbs. So yeah, so it's basically Montgomery for Cup and Harris at this point. So it's still jerseys out. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not touching Odell with a 40 foot pole. So no, he's done never. a lot more with him than I would have done. Yep. So, man, ruthless league, by the way, for Evan S to just post to the group me, hey, I've got an offer for 10. <laughs> yeah. Is anybody else out <laughs> yeah. do this? Yeah. And Luke literally texted me, he literally messaged on the group me. He was like, what a world. <laughs> what, what a world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it worked man. out for him. Um, something bad on Evan S's side that you saw. Something bad. Yeah. Aaron Jones. And the whole Packers, I don't think it's a long-term issue that we're going to have to worry about, but it is a concern because they looked awful last week. Yeah. You took both of mine, but I agree with this both. I mean, it's just, Mm -hmm. I think that there is an issue in Green Bay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that just because obviously there's been a lot of drama with, I I just think it's something with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. He's going to mark it off to say that's one game, but to me, I do think it's something with a lot of the drama on the offseason, what he was doing. There was a lot of rust there. I get that. He could very easily shake it off and be better by next week. But I just felt like there was more drama to that. And, again, if that offense is not humming, the value of Aaron Jones is crazy low. So, I mean, keep an eye out on that. With that being said, those are both kind of some some highs and some lows. I'll give one more high. Well, and I did Just some, real quick on yeah. the Packers. I mean, they do have a great get-right game this week. Yes. They're playing the Lions. Yep, Detroit. So mm-hmm. – they should smash them, and Aaron Jones should run all over them because the 49ers just did it with their backups. So, yep. So, we'll, we'll see. I will uh, go ahead and eat my words a little bit here. Hurts looked great. Hurts looked great. You know who else looked great? You have to eat your Smith. words again. Debo. What? Debo Samuel. Oh, did he? Yeah, looked great. Nine for 12, Ooh, 189. Top yeah, top 24 wide receiver, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What about Lebiscus? Bug spray? Bugs Gray chilled out on the bench, which was a, Not bad, honestly though. a great yeah. move yeah. because I think he had him in the starting lineup and then he put Montgomery in over him maybe. Yep. Great move. Yep. Great I mean, move. playing Montgomery against the Rams. Great that's, management. That's a and tough. I really liked Mixon. Mixon was uh, – he got the work and he did produce. Listen, Evan S., we give you a lot of crap a lot of times. You had a great but, first week. But when you do great, we, we give you the props. Well said. Well said. I like that. And you know what? I'm going to give you a little bit of a – it means a lot. A lot of credibility to the league. Yeah. When you're good, you deserve to be praised. When yep. you're bad, you deserve to be completely destroyed. No better example than Evan S. I mean, 100%. Yeah. All right, let's move over to some things we like, didn't like on Connor's team. Uh, I'll go ahead and kind of kick it off on this one. Not a great start for Najee Harris. It uh, wasn't also a great matchup, so I don't know necessarily what we were all anticipating. Well, I called that out last week, and you thought Najee was going to be great, and I said I think he's going to get a slow start against his Buffalo defense as a rookie. How'd you call it? Listen back to the previous pod if you want to validation for that mm-hmm. but yeah Najee Harris with the slow start not liking that but honestly I felt like that was a little bit of a slow start for the Pittsburgh offense in general which again I think you kind of anticipated so with that we'll yeah. keep our eyes on Najee Harris they did so, get the win they did pull out the win against the Bills which yep. is crazy yep and what I'll say is what I did like with this one was I, I still feel really really good about the Godwin piece I think that they're I'm going to be surprised but Mike Evans might just drop off here and I don't know if that means that he's not going to be a perennial great, like kind of a top 20 wide receiver like he has been in previous years. But I do not like the way that the trio was spread out between these guys. And Godwin is a good piece to have thus far. Obviously, Tyreek Hill is lighting it up. So those are just – the highs are going to be high and we get that. But the low of Najee Harris, if that's the worst thing that happens to this team, yeah. then he's really set for the playoffs. 
Yeah. You cannot also, you can't ignore the tight end position with the goose egg from Gesicki. Yeah. There's got to be a move. He's got to, there's got to be a change made there. And I don't know what it is because tight end landscape is scarce. Can I just tell you how much I hate streaming tight ends? Yes. That is why I paid a kittle. This paid up for a kittle. Amen. This year. I, pay, I paid a pretty, uh, pretty Kelsey. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff there. Keep an eye on this matchup. Moving it again out of the rubber match, two to one. Let's go ahead and go to our next matchup. This is going to be Davis versus Alex Cook. A little bit of background for this one is that these guys actually are close friends. You wouldn't have thought it from the score because Davis absolutely obliterated this young man, gave mm. him no mercy, and absolutely annihilated everything that him and his family owned, burned it to the ground, lit it on fire, and then stomped on it, peed on it, took a deuce on it, and said, hey, you know, this is my league, and I'm here to run this that's what he's trying to say. He's made a lot of statements this week. That's for sure. We'll a lot get into of that later. A lot of well. statements. Um, just by his actions. Um, who'd you have winning this one? So when I look back on it, we both had Davis. Yep, we did. Yep. So let's go ahead and talk on Davis's team. He did produce what is going to be a league record 185 points or 185.26 points. Welcome to the league, everybody. Davis is here. People were trying to jinx him out there, yeah. saying he's they were, got they were it. Doing before. the broadcast jinx on there, yeah. But if I had the biggest positive takeaways, you gotta love what you got from Christian McCaffrey. Glad that he's back and looks great, and he's doing all that he's doing. So very, very dangerous. But the big thing here is, uh, is I would want to keep an eye. Obviously, you've got the Brady and Gronk. Maybe that's your thing. I really want to harp on Cooper. I think Cooper is going to be good this year. Mm -hmm. And I think we were all sleeping on him because of how high we were on CeeDee Lamb. But Cooper is a winner, and he's a huge body. He's an absolute athletic freak. And if they're going to be spreading the ball around like the way they were, then I Cooper was a great pickup and a great value when CeeDee Lamb was valued over him. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. looked great. Uh, the Cowboys offense looked great against, I would say, a tough defense in the Buccaneers. So Yeah, they made the Buccaneers honestly look. They were just moving the ball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Cooper looks great. I mean, he just hit on all cylinders except, I mean, the, the lowest would have been Stephon Diggs, and he still had 13 targets. So there's yep. not a lot of immediate uh, weaknesses that you could pick out on this team right now. Yep. I would uh, I would add to that and say, yeah, very little to no concerns. Yep. And for the number one in the power rankings, you like to assume that that would be true. So, yep. With that being said, getting the W, the very first matchup between these two rivals, uh, you, you, Davis has gone ahead and got that. I wanted to get your thoughts on Cook. I will say that there's been a lot of momentum with Alex Cook, just negative in nature. What I will say is that I have him, again, pinned for worst record this season. I thought that injuries were going to riddle this ball club the way that they did, even in the preseason before we really got into week one. And I thought that was going to be the history uh, going without – did you say injuries? Oh gosh! Is somebody, I, somebody I, calling me in here. I can't talk to you after what you did to me this week, fantasy I'll, guy. I'll talk to you later. I'll, I'll talk to you later. It's yeah. fine. It's all right. Busy Thursday night game again. Duty yeah. calls. Yeah. But I thought he was going to be riddled with a couple injuries. With that being said, taking this first L this week, my I guess big. I don't know. I guess there's not a whole lot of huge concerns. You got to like the upside of Pitts. He didn't get a big output game this time i definitely would recommend somebody other than the colts d just for record he did send me a screenshot as to where they placed last season and it was justified but hey maybe just you know i don't know <laughs> do you have any concerns any high praise that you saw in this matchup i have to think Devonte adams is going to be fine um but yeah like we talked about that whole packers offense 
did not look good. I'm just super excited for him, for Kyler Murray, because Kyler Murray looks great. I mean, the Titans' defense is not great, but, I mean, he just did what he wanted to them out there. He looks like he's going to be a stud this year. Could yeah. finish QB1. Um, actually, I do want to talk on this. Yep. Kyle Pitts. I actually think there is cause for concern with Atlanta because it didn't look oh, good. Yeah. I, it, it did not look good. And everybody's been questioning when it is that Matt Ryan really is just going to fall off. And the reality is that he really did not look great. Yeah, the Falcons looked pretty terrible. Ter- pretty terrible all around. All and that's around. the concerning part. I do so, think Pitts is going to get some volume. And I think Matt Ryan is he's just a volume passer. So I think Pitts will probably be fine by the end of the year, especially like a, like we were talking about the, the tie-in landscape. I think Pitts will finish fine, and I don't think it's going to hurt him too much. But, yeah, I mean, the Falcons offense, you don't want too many pieces of that this year, it doesn't seem like. Um, and the only other thing is, is flex position just is pretty weak. Um, you don't like the 5 Uh I liked him a few years ago. Um, when but, he was healthy and good. Yeah. But it's just tough. You just never know if Rojo is going to be out there or Fournette. Fournette got all the volume last week because Rojo fumbled, but that's not going to be the case every week. So, yeah. So I'm worried about his flex position, but he put up a solid number, put up a solid week, just ran into the buzzsaw that was Davis, the loyal servant of Arthur himself. Highest point of the highest point total in league history. So yep. let's move on to the next one. Tiz very versus his favorite team, the Vikings. Isaac Meisner has got Dalvin Cook, and I guess when I look at the Chubby Chasers, okay, mm-hmm. I like what I see at face value. I like the way Stafford looks already. Yeah. I like Nick Chubb and the way that their offense was cooking against Kansas City. My, I like Robert Woods. I like the production that he's going to be getting over the course of the season. So a lot of positives. I do have a negative. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm telling you. I'm low on this Atlanta defense. It doesn't mean that they're not going to figure it out, but I do think you're dealing with a quarterback situation that, if it's bad... Offense. Sorry, offense. Okay. You're dealing with a quarterback situation that, if it is bad, then it's really, really awful because it's just an overage thing. This isn't something you can just wrap some tape on and get better. This is just the offense is not humming. This is not good, and you've got to get another person in there. I don't even know what their backup looks like. I don't think it's going to get to that point because eventually they'll figure out something that's manageable. But I'm just from a Cadley, from a Calvin Ridley standpoint, for your wide receiver one for the season, mm-hmm. not looking good, not looking good thus far, and doesn't mean nope. it can't be turned around. But I am pretty low on what Atlanta looked like from the first game that I saw. Yeah, it's not a great start for the wide receiver one call, that's for sure. And yeah, like we were talking about how the Packers have a good get right game this week. The Falcons do not. They are playing the Buccaneers this week. Yep. So it's going to be another tough week for them if they can't and get And if anything, it's a get-right game for the Buccaneers' defense. Yeah, honestly. It really is. Like, yeah. that's bad mm-hmm. news. Yeah, very bad news. So, yeah, it's it's not looking good for Ridley. Um, but, like, it's the same thing. I, I, just, I think Matt Ryan, over the course of the season, is going to get volume out there to those pass catchers. And Ridley and Pitts are the top two. I mean, it's a big drop-off from that point. So. If, uh, if he's going to be wide receiver one, Calvin has got to get in the kitchen and start cooking. That's right. Got to start whipping it up. That's right. So let's get into five points of Dalvinism. Isaac Meisner. So for the record, I did pick Isaac in this matchup, and I believe you did as well. Let me make sure. While you do that. I yes, will... I did. Yep. So we're definitely, again, you have an advantage at this point picking Evan, and that being correct, I think that'll balance out with the rest of the our I matchups. It, but I think it will. 
With that being said, what I got from his matchup is, man, the five points of Dalvinism did their job, did they not? Thielen, 25. Justification by Faith. A.J. Brown, 12.9, which you can give us a little bit of insight on what happened with Tennessee. Miles Sanders, surprisingly, doing his work in getting over his projected amount. Dalvin Cook with 20 and Josh Allen. I don't have too many bad things to say about who I've got predicted to win this league. So with that being said, can you help me out with what happened with Tennessee and their offense? Because that was another topic of discussion. You've got Green Bay, you've got Atlanta, and you've got Tennessee. What is happening? Man, well, I watched basically all of that game because, as you know, Titans fan. Right. Um, that's why I've got Tannehill on the roster. Um, yeah, that was a tough game. Um, Titans did not look like they came in ready to go. Um, what I do know about the Titans is Vrabel is a great coach, and he's a tough coach. And I don't think he's going to allow that to happen very long. Insider scoop here. Huh? He's a, he's a good coach. He's a tough coach. He's a good coach. He's kind of like he's, uh, he's like what they call a fish. He's tough, but he's fair. Exactly. But, but um, I think the Cardinals' defense is better than you thought, too. Yeah. Chandler Jones, I mean, five sacks. That's a good zag. In one week? I, I mean, it's its tough. I mean, Tannehill couldn't, had no time. He had no time, and that whenever you have no time, you can't get down the field with people like A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. So, and Derrick Henry was just getting stuffed. I mean, it was just a bad week all around. They weren't ready. The Cardinals were. Um, I expect them to turn it around. Um but, yeah, it's not great. But he did have the one piece that did anything, which was A.J. Brown. So he yep. bailed him out with the touchdown. Got the touchdown look. Yep. Four for eight. Yeah, bailed him out. Anything that uh, you are worried about on Isaac's team? Yeah, I mean, you can say this about everybody. The tight end is – I mean, Tunyon just – I mean, he's part of that Packers offense. It's just you don't – I think that's what – We'll have yeah, to turn around for him. Too, so that, yeah, yeah, and I think it will turn around. But, I mean, it's 140 points. He put up 140 points, and his tight end got one point. So, I don't think there's and a And Josh Allen didn't play the way that he usually plays. That's true. Yeah, the, the Bills. Because Josh Allen, as everybody knows, I have predicted as a top-tier quarterback. Yeah, something like that. Since last season. He threw 51 times last week. Did he really? He threw 51 passes. Yeah. Yeet. Yeah, just did not get the production. Um out of those attempts. Um, actually, Miles uh, Sanders looks pretty good, too. Yeah, that's why I was surprised. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. Maybe that's, uh, if anything, I would anticipate that not being a five point of Dalvinism with Miles Sanders. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that offense is humming down there in Philadelphia. So, we'll see. But, yeah, that is uh, that is the matchup between Chubby Chasers and five points of Dalvinism. Congratulations to Isaac. Moving on to the final matchup outside of our own. What you predicted to be the points, most points for, is the Kevin and Luke Stoltz? Yeah, I thought they would combine for the most points on the week, but I didn't realize we had a, uh, yep. a buzzsaw. Yeah, they were coming in with a world record. So we got Luke over this one. I think me and you both selected Luke. Yes, that is correct. That is correct. So chilling with my homies takes the victory in their uh, in their matchup. See, Kevin had never played Lucas before, so Lucas is taking the first game between their matchup because Lucas never made them fight club league. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what uh, biggest takeaways is yes, Mahomes is very good. I will say for the record that the trade was very fair. <laughs> yeah, we were yeah. talking about this earlier, Lucas. If you're listening to the pod, buddy, go ahead um, and justify it. Go ahead. Thanks for listening. I'm not going to justify it. I'm actually just going to say that Patrick P remembered you doing what was essentially a trade analytic kind of breakdown thing 
Yes, back in, in the new previous league, days. league. Maybe this was like 2017 in the new league before Fight Club League. I don't remember years, but I do know it was the league right before Fight if Club. If it was the new league, then it was 2017. Just a shout out because Patrick is still eating that stuff up. If you are able to recount the trades that have been done in the league activity report and giving us something like that, no pressure. I don't want to pressure anybody into content they don't want to create. Yeah. Okay. But it was great. But it was fantastic. We gobbled that stuff up like turkey dinner. Yeah. So if you do, if you're able to do that, I would love a breakdown of our trade. Obviously. But I think he did it like the end of the year last year, or okay. not last year, but that in that league um, where he basically lined out every trade on the year. And it may have even been like the off season at that point where he just put a grade on every trade. I think we did, someone did something like that. Was it Griffin? Yeah. Last year that did something like that. Yeah. yeah. He did like midway through the season. So, so uh, yeah. just something to keep in mind, something that content wise, we're keeping our eyes focused on because we do want to be able to break these trades down long term because it's the very, it's the most interesting part about the trade. When it happens, obviously it's very, very exciting. Get your blood running and everything like that. But it's really how it pans out over time that really is the better story behind it. So, with all that being said, you take down the W this time. Hawkinson's looking great for you. Uh, I would maybe take a look at the Coleman flex spot, laying up a nice 3.3 three points there. And I also want to say this, and obviously we've got a game going on tonight. I'm not paying attention to what is going on, but I will say I am worried. Uh, I'm worried about Saquon. Yeah. I don't know. I just, and I don't know all the details here watching the game. We're about start of the fourth quarter here. I don't know all the details, but it just seems like to me that the Giants are not ready to let this guy be who he is. And that puts him in a really, really sticky situation because you go, honestly, from week to week. Again, hopefully you get the production of hopefully a 10, 12-point outing or something like that. But if they're just not going to play this guy at 100% when he's healthy or whatever it may be, then you're stuck with a shaky flex at best. Yeah. So just I'm worried about Saquon. He's got enough depth to figure it out anyways, depth on the roster to figure it out. But for the record, just – I keep my eyes on that. Everything else looks perfect on this dude. That is a concern, for sure. Um, yeah, the flex spot and Saquon. Yeah, if they don't if they don't unleash Saquon, if he's not fully healthy, then that is going to be a big concern. Yep, I look for the Pittsburgh offense as they figure themselves out for a lot of that to come back and relying on Deontay Johnson and Najee Harris. So that's the way that I think that when this offense is humming, it's going to look like that. So we'll see if that threatens itself out. Any comments, positive or negative, on our boy, the Dak in the Box, Kevin Wallace? My Dak in the Box, right My here. My Dak in the Box. Let me and go ahead and sing this for the folks. <clears throat> it's my Dak in the Box. Flawless. Flawless. Uh, the Dak that was in the box that is now out of the box. Uh, 38 points. That's yeah, amazing. Uh, the Cowboys look great. I really hope Dak stays healthy all year. I yep. really do because it's an exciting offense to watch. Um, but there are some concerns for sure. Um, you're looking at a rough week from Derrick Henry, and there's mm-hmm. always the worry that everybody talks about after a 2,000-yard season yep. of the dip. So we're hoping we're not seeing that. We're hoping it's just a fluke one week for the Titans. It's not clicking, but it is, it's a worry um, that Derrick Henry is just going to decline a little bit. And then, yeah, James Robinson, just not getting the volume he was last year. Even with ETN out, um, up against the Texans, no less, last mm-hmm. week. Um, so, big concerns they there. They, <laughs> they lost. lost. They lost to the Texans. And this is a great thing that I want to point out as we kind of transition out of this matchup. There are so many things that I really 
here's the thing okay fantasy football it's not a bunch of people just guessing mm-hmm. okay there's a lot of analytics to this okay yep sure with that being said a lot of these people that we trust and that we get a lot of perspective on for example the footballers mm-hmm. completely out on houston completely out on detroit right absolutely out like the idea of any of those guys picking houston to win that game yeah was nothing no there's... and so just trying to point out something to help balance all of this streaming that we've got coming in and out of our heads okay yeah everyone would have missed that mm-hmm. everyone would have missed out any production coming from houston and yet sure. it happened because everybody was just sleeping on tyrod everybody was wrong on tyrod filling the role for deshaun so oh, it's just a trash team I just think that that's so, I don't know, to me, I need to put that out there in the atmosphere for us to hear because it makes us feel a little bit more secure about going out on a going out on a limb and actually having a take, not just a sticky take, but if you're choosing to throw somebody in the flex that you think is going to be good, like, I don't know, if I say next week, I think that Philip Lindsay is going to be good because I like the amount of work that he got, even though Mark Ingram was the guy, it just is to help bolster this league to make the risks and the plays that you need to make. Mm-hmm. Just saying, feel the freedom to do so because these specialist guys, maybe their percentages are good overall, but they still are wrong every single week. And they're going to defer to what is more safe as opposed to right. like a bigger call because they look much worse when they have a lot of picks wrong than whenever they make one pick that's really right that everybody else got wrong. It's true. So, so I, I get it. I just, for the record, feel free to spread your wings and fly out there. Yeah, you just, you got you to gotta do your thing. You got to trust your gut. You, it's your team. That's right. Um, and he has some people on the bench that outperformed the people in the yep. starting lineup. So, Yep. So, I don't know. A lot of uh, – I'm not sure. Yeah, Kevin. He's going to have a good season. He's going to be fine. I don't see him getting into the playoffs, I don't think. If I look back on my pictures, I can maybe tell you. But I – I need to hear your take real quick, though on Mark Andrews. And what do you think about the Ravens offense as a whole after the Raiders loss on Monday night? I did have Kevin in the playoffs. Sorry. Um, yeah. Watched a little bit of that game. Great game. What I'll say is obviously they've been riddled from the running back perspective. I think that's going to rely. It should have, if anything, relied a lot more on Lamar for rushing. I thought there was a little bit of that. But ultimately... They were just kind of crap shooting it out there. They've been dealing with injuries. They didn't have their whole entire team. So I like to think that this offensive product is going to actually get better over time. I'm not too worried about Mark Andrews. I like the, uh, I like ultimately when I, let me, let me get in here and take a look at that handsome man. Yeah. I'm still fine with five targets. And if anything, I think the quality of those targets only goes up from the gameplay and strategic like strategy, getting in some of these Le'Veon Bell, some of these, pass catchers to kind of open up the field just a little bit i'm in on that so for the record i don't have a problem with uh, mark andrews you do have a problem with him i just worry about it because i just worry about him personally i just i'm i'm down on the ravens i think everybody's super high on the ravens yeah um and i i mean i i def, i thought the raiders were going to win last week and they did and i'm worried about mark andrews i just don't think there's a lot of passing volume the pie is very small there on the passing attempts and I've got Sammy Watkins and Hollywood Brown out there as well. Um, yeah, so I'm just I'm a little worried. I think he's going to be a very touchdown dependent tight end. I don't think he's going to get a lot of volume this year, but we'll see. I think he's got a lot of talent, but yeah, it's, if I've got one worry on his team, I think that's it. And yeah, so I, I'm just I'm not super high on the Ravens this year. 
on the yeah. offense. I like it. I don't know. I've, maybe I need to make a take on the Ravens' offense before it gets too far down the track. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm definitely much lower than the consensus. Maybe a take is needed. Maybe a take's needed. Uh, but Cooper Cup looked great. Yeah. That's an exciting thing to have on the he roster. He looked great, honestly. And, and, again, for the record, everybody down on Cup. I thought he was more or less over the hill. And it doesn't mean that he won't balance out over the course of the season. Sure. But nobody in there – no one would have confidently said, hey, you need to go ahead and start him. I know that they probably would have said something like he's a low-end wide receiver too, maybe, but they wouldn't have had him in a premier position like he did last week. So for the record, great move by Kevin, going out and getting his piece. He said that he wanted to go get his piece because he was going to be watching all of the LA games this year, and he wanted it to be a little bit more exciting for him. So Kevin having that piece, making that move, I think it's a, it's a homer pick that's going to work out for him in the long run. Yeah, I mean, just no one knew what the Rams' offense was really going to look like with Matt Stafford. Um, I think still... but see, I think that's a bunch of hullabaloo because, and I don't want to get on this too far, but Matthew Stafford was, is only better than Goff. He's only better. And again, if you're listening to any of the beat reporters or any of that stuff, Stafford was locked in. So not only do you have a better quarterback, but now you have somebody locked in ready to take this team places. So I, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I just, I, I think, yeah, I'm I attacking think... the analytic. No, and everyone like, was high on Stafford. I just think no one knew what it was going to look like, how much volume Cooper Cup was going to get over Robert Woods, that type of thing. Tyler Higby also, everybody was really high on him, but I think everybody was afraid to make a stand on Cooper Cup being the guy. That's true. Um, Well, they just said that this offense had to suffer at some point. There's too many mouths to eat, mm -hmm. so there's no way that, which, again, from week to week, that'll change for the likes of Pittsburgh, for uh, for the likes of Tampa Bay, for the likes of the Rams. There's just going to be a couple of feasts or famine games for these guys, so... We'll yep. Let's see how that goes. Yep. So it's definitely it's a one week reaction here. Um, All right. Well, we can we can only we can only react to what we got. Yep. Exactly. And that's one week at this point. Let's jump into our balancing game here between myself and Scruff McGruff. I did pick myself in this matchup, and you did pick Griff. Yeah, I, I wouldn't believe. pick you. And this sure. is going to balance us out so that our pickums ultimately come out as a wash going into the after the first week. Well, we'll but, see about my game. I don't remember who picked who in my game. I think we both picked you. Yeah, we did. And we both won. So, anyways, <laughs> don't want to get off too far on this. I'm not going to talk too much about my team. I am not worried about Zeke, for the record. Okay, you're okay. not. That's my personal. I'm just not worried about it. We'll see what happens this week, obviously. But from the first week, it was a, it was just a good Tampa Bay running game. If anything, Tampa needs to improve in their secondary, but I thought that their run-stopping looked great. I'm worried about it. Okay, that's fine. And then my only other piece is... Honestly, yeah, just going into next week. Obviously, you can't expect what I got out of Corey Davis and Devontae every single week, but I did the way I did like the way that the Eagles offense looked in paving the way for Devontae Smith as the number one guy getting the targets that he's going to give. I know that it was hard for Lucas to let go of the young Heisman, but I'm very glad that I got my paws on him and that he had a good outing for me. So, got lucky with Jamal Williams. I'm done. I'm not going to talk anymore about my team. Do you have any ups and downs on mine? Yeah, I just – I got to be honest. I see a lot of players that I did not expect to put up the points that they did. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can sustain that because, I mean, you've definitely – how do you feel? I mean, you've got James Conner as your RB2. And, I mean, that offense went off last week, and he did not get much. Yeah, um, and I – yeah, I agree with that, and that is a little worrisome to me. So you've got that. But what I will say is that – what I did like is I liked the 16 carries and I like that mm-hmm. he's going to get a workload even when in a running back situation, one, a one B 
and would I be able to, you know, um, you know, trade him away for somebody if the value is right, obviously, but that's also because for the record, I mean, I do have three different pieces of dual running back situations yeah. that I'm not thrilled about. Like I've got the worst part on three different backfields. Yeah. So yeah. And he's just not super efficient. Yeah. I mean, that is that if anything, there is a hole with my one B running back depth. I have too mm-hmm. much of it. Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, it's just Jamal Williams. I, I didn't see that whole game. I know that the 49ers were stomping. It was the a Lions. lot of passing work, a lot of passing work. Yeah. Like they were down yards on nine carries is not going to get it done, but eight for nine and using Jamal Williams as honestly more passing work than we all thought he was going to get. That was the surprising part. Eight for nine is very, very good. I think the 49ers were like up by like 30 at one point or something. And then the Lions came back and it was all garbage stuff pretty much. Yeah. That's what, that's what, yeah. So those are the things I would point out. Um, But Corey Davis, um, yeah, it looks like you've been high on Corey Davis. He was part of the, he was part of the Tennessee guys there for a while so you got a little bit of beat reporting and watching from a tendency perspective and then you all traded him away i've always i've always liked his talent he just never was really a good fit um for his skill set i don't think um but hopefully he's found himself a good spot here and he's and he does well um and Devonta smith looks good and of course you got kelsey the all-seeing eye so yeah, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Scruff's team. Uh, power rankings, they've got him in a low, low place. We've never seen Scruff so low. Right. Uh, with a rough outing of 96.8 points. Yeah, you you just – I'd be worried about the Mike Evans thing. Again, trios are going to kind of have their, their feast or famine games, and it looks like this is just a famine game. I am ultimately low on Mike Evans for the duration of the season. We'll see how that pans out. Well, but even- when, you've got an, when you've got a healthy Antonio Brown – and you've got what looks to be speedy, super, super good, Godwin, healthy and active. I You just worry about, honestly, the only way to keep him in play, Mike Evans, is just going to be touchdown dependent. That's literally going to be it. And he was fourth last, not even a, not even third, because yeah. he was behind Gronk as well. Yeah. So it's just, that's a tough look for Mike Evans this year. Keep your sure. eye on him. Keep your eye on him. I will say that Chase Edmond did look good. Just overall, I think there's going to be a lot more points to come. I know that that offense kind of exploded with Arizona and he's only got 13 points here, but I just, I liked what I saw from him in the space that what's his, what's the quarterback's name? Kyler Murray. The Kyler Murray was creating with his feet. So I just mm-hmm. think there's going to be more and more points there. Uh, but I am worried for the rest of this team and I'm worried about Gibson. So we'll keep our eye on those pieces. Tell me what you liked, didn't like. Yeah. I think Gaskin's going to be fine. I think he's going to be great. Is he um, going to be a uh, top eight running back? Uh, is that what he said? Top eight? Is that what it was? I don't remember. I have to look. We have to look back at the yeah, stickies. I I don't know if I'm sold on the top eight, but I do think he's going to be a solid RB two. Um, I think he's going to get the volume this year. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched much of this game that's going on right now. I don't know. Gibson could be having the night of his life, or he could be putting up a dud. Um, but it sounds like he's dealing with a bit of an injury. Yeah. So yeah, there's some there's some things to worry about. Uh, as a Titans fan, I can't be worried about Julio yet. I think he's going to be fine, but it just is odd to me because it really didn't seem that every, like no one was anticipating him to actually have a great, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just haven't heard a whole lot of, I guess, noise from the, uh, the Julio Jones camp. Maybe you have from a Titans perspective, but I have not heard one podcast, one analyst really come out and make a claim that, Julio is going to be the same guy eating up the yardage between the 20s mm-hmm. that he was at Atlanta 
and I just thought that, that was surprising. It's hard to tell off of obviously one game when it was a bad outing, but yeah. I just haven't heard very much positive stuff. Do you have anything to steer that direction for Julio? No, I mean, it's more hype than anything, just the big name coming to the Titans. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think there's really much going around. I just think he is – he's the older – he's older, and he's he's Julio Jones. So, I don't, I don't think there's – I've never – I wasn't too excited about him, honestly. Like, I just think it's great to have another receiver on the other side from – AJ Brown. Uh, something else I do want to point out about sure. Griff because I think there's going to be better days in his future. Just the fact that literally none of his skill positions got a touchdown. Yeah, that's always tough. Uh, Lamar had one touchdown. That was his quarterback, and that's it. And his defense got yeah. a touchdown. Mike Evans had a tackle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so he got zero point zero points for that. So that's something to look at, look forward yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Chase Edmonds got a tackle too. He's he's got the all tackle offense. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you don't you don't want that you bring, don't want that bring that up in the forum griff we need to yeah, get some points, points for tackles, for tackles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah so honestly I think, adding defensive players would that be uh, i mean it's something to talk about it's something it's something to talk about it's Chandler no jones last week all right um but yeah so i, I think he's going to get some positive touchdown regression uh over the, over the next few weeks and he's going to be just fine so yep. keep right out for that so i appreciate your feedback there uh, balancing us out for the week in our pick'em, so very, very happy and thankful for that. I didn't want to pick myself in that matchup, but I, I'm glad that I stuck home. So. I didn't want to pick yourself either, but for Chip's sake, I wish. Let's I did. get to our last matchup here as we finish up our our review. Um, we've got Kittle's taste the Rahimbo RFP oh, and yeah. and Waller Texas Ranger. Hey Patrick. Oh, you're back again. I'm going to give you a quick call as you guys are getting into your, what do you say, pick them review? Yeah, you, you got it. I know you're a listener. <laughs> wanted to, I am a listener, but I don't stream on anything. I just hear it You just from the, from the wavelengths. Yeah, through Katarin's wavelengths. Right. That's actually where, wait, how did you know? Oh, sorry. You're, you are all of our viewers in Caterham. Are the sorry. Gods. Sorry, 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 sorry. That's actually a female. Okay. Oh, I'm a man. Okay. Talk to me about the injuries. I thought we had figured this out. You wanted injuries to happen, but then there's some confusion. Could you clear that up for me just a little bit? I think, yeah, we got all the injuries out of the way. Thank you. Um, you, you nailed it. Definitely wanted Mostert to go down on the third play of the game. So, so I did everything that you needed me to do? Perfectly. Yeah, I couldn't have asked for anything better. Thanks, Fantasy God, to get out of here. <laughs> Thanks, man. Talk to you later. I just yeah, don't, you and the I, Fantasy Gods, dude, you got to... I didn't want to have any more conversation with them talking about what I want because I didn't want to get confused again. <laughs> so I just, you know, sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. Yeah, yeah. I was... Uh... I'll, I'll have to I have to have a conversation with him whenever I can shake free and yeah. maybe you know talk to him time too. I'd like to pick his brain. But yeah, we've got this matchup here. Even with Raheem falling out on your roster, you're able to manage a win against just a lackluster Eric Johnson squad here. I want to tell you some things that are going to get better. Ryan Tannehill will right the ship, I believe, True. and Alvin Kamara will give you more points than that moving forward. Um, things to worry about. I honestly don't know, Allen Robinson, what's going to happen this season. I, I really don't know because it was weird. That whole entire game, our offense would actually march against the Rams and look effective. But for whatever reason, Allen Robinson wasn't the guy getting the targets, and it, was, and it wasn't even Mooney either. He got it, 11 targets. 
Uh, yeah. No, so. and he, sorry, he's getting the targets. I guess mm-hmm. it was just we weren't going to him in crunch time. Yeah. I was surprised by that. So I just I don't know what to expect with that. So I would be very, very careful with Robinson. I'd keep him at best wide receiver two where you have him right now. Definitely going to end up being probably a flex play moving forward, depending upon what. See, I think he's going to be fine. I think I I like the volume. I like he's getting 11 targets. Uh, He he just only turned it into 35 yards last week. So I actually, I think he's going to be just fine. So I, I, as um, a non bears fan, I, I really like Allen Robinson. Um, If I didn't have Allen Robinson on the team, I'd be targeting him this week for a trade. Uh, because I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be great. Just to, just to, you want me to speak on the Mostert injury real quick, just sure, to get that, get that off the table. Yeah, please. <sighs> yeah, it's painful. Yep. Um, I did not even get to see the game, but I watched some highlights trying to figure out what happened, and I, he never went down, never got hurt, as far as I could tell. It was literally, and I was telling you about this on the phone the other day. Yep. I was, I, I saw the first three plays, and it was run left Mostert over ten yards. Next play, run left, Mostert, over 10 yards, and it looked amazing. And then on the third play, it was play action to Mostert and then roll out right to Kittle, and it was just like everything that you could dream of under the Raheem bow. It just looked perfect. I was losing my mind about the 49ers. And then, yeah, inexplicably, he's just gone the rest of the game. Does come back in? He's just gone. So and walk me through that. Yeah, so you see the second string come in. Yes. And I'm like, yeah, what's walk going me on? Through that. You're just like, oh, okay. So, like, obviously, change a you know, little change of pace back. Yeah. But then he never comes back in. Then you see that he had some knee stuff. And then they said, yeah, he's getting looked at. And then I tune in um, on red zone. It goes back to the 49ers game. And I see Mostert on the sideline, fully padded. He's standing there. I'm like, it's oh, a that's good a good sign. sign. It's a good sign. He's not being taken to the hospital. He's not getting MRIs or whatever. So I was like, okay, maybe he'll come back. And he's like, oh, he's out for the game. I was like, well, they're blowing him out. They don't want to risk him sure. you know, getting hurt. They're just going to leave him in. They're doing fine because they're really <laughs> blowing him out. And then it comes out. He's going to be out for like eight weeks or whatever. Okay. And Did so, you talk to the fantasy guy about that? Uh, nope. I don't want to really get into that with him. I don't think he really understands me whenever I speak to him. I think my, my voice, my, my words are too lowly for him to understand. Uh, he only speaks high caterum, I think is what God speak. Um, so, but yeah, and then obviously he decides to get the surgery that puts him out for the season, which as a man, I understand, you know, he's as in, a male, as, as a human adult, <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is probably the right decision for you and your family. Sure, sure. you know, you're, you've you got... talked me through his signing. So sure, it's... yeah, this is the last year in his contract. He's gonna be a free agent next year. He doesn't want to come back mid-year um, with no surgery that that fully fixes the issue and maybe be like eighty percent and then look bad and then not sign a great deal next year. He'd rather, you know, get fully healthy and then sign with the team based on what the team knows of him as a healthy Mostert. So it all makes sense as a person. It guts me as a fantasy manager because I really love Mostert. And obviously I'm not deluded. I knew I wasn't getting a full year out of Mostert. I thought I was going to lose a couple games. I did not expect the second two plays to be all I got out of most of oh, that's, that's for what, sure. You weren't anticipating that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't poor see that coming. So I was poor man. Poor man. <laughs> poor man. Um, yep, yeah. Then I, then I didn't even get the old Elijah Mitchell, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. We'll get into the waiver wire. 
a little bit later. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about this abysmal other team that you played, which should have been my worst record of the year. Again, I just didn't think it was going to be possible. <laughs> but with that being said, uh, Aaron Rodgers just laid an absolute deuce. Shoot. And most importantly, getting a negative outing out of a player is very impressive. On a Thursday night, it doesn't too. happen very <laughs> Starts often. your week off with a negative. <laughs> But yeah, you gotta love what Eric Johnson can do with tight situations. So getting a negative player this is, uh, production is really legendary. So we'll we'll keep our eye on the team. I don't have any positives to say other than Rodgers will get better. I think over time. Uh, and Jared Judy, see you later. I guess he maybe had a conversation with the fantasy god as well. But uh, see you later. We'll see how that. I mean, how he plans on recovering there. Do you have any positive outlook for our boy Eric J? Yeah, I've, just, I've never been this lucky in fantasy, so I, I'm very thankful. Well, <laughs> because I literally... You could. It, it's either playing Mark or it's playing Eric. <laughs> yeah. one, one of the two. You'll luck I, out. I, um, yeah, I should have lost this game in multiple ways. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers should never put three, three points up. I'm pretty sure I didn't see this, but I heard from Eric and I heard from a lot of people talk about the Vikings game that Justin Jefferson had a touchdown that should have been a touchdown, they reviewed it, and he definitely wasn't down, was the worst. and they overturned oh, it. I watched it. Really? 100%. Yes, yeah. I watched it. So one of those where it's really a question of when his knee hit the ground. Yeah. He he stretched himself out, mm-hmm. had the ball over the plane before the knee was ground, and it was obvious. Just super clear. It was yeah. obvious. And they did. Like, well, I mean, what I would say is it's conclusive evidence. Yeah. Because the question was, is it conclusive enough? And I had no knees down and ball across the plane. And both of the commentators, when you got the commentators even on board and they're like, oh, that's a touchdown, moving on to the next topic of conversation, and then it came back and it wasn't. Right. Oh, boy, it's bad. So, yeah. And then was a touchdown. And yes. then Monday night, Waller, I mean, had 19 targets. I mean, he had a great game, but oh, he could have had so much more. And even at the end of the game, you know, the overtime and everything, Waller had so many more opportunities and they just didn't um, hit him in overtime. So, there's so many ways I should have lost. Um, in this game, but you found a W, but I but I found a W. So yeah, I wanted to get in that talk a little bit with you as well. So you're planning on winning more games this year, and maybe not doing the point thing. Yeah, that seems to be the route I'm going. Um, yeah, the points were a lot harder to get last year <laughs> than wins. Yeah. you know, um, on average. So I think we're gonna go for wins based on my for, my point total at this point. Going for wins, huh? Yeah, I'm gonna go for wins this time. Okay. Um, new strategy, bold strategy. Let's see how it works out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, sounds good. Well, man, that is uh, that finishes up our review again for the Pickums. Just so everybody's on the same page, me and Patrick are even. We're gonna be making Pickums later in this pod uh, about next week, to where hopefully we can create some separation and kind of have the momentum against somebody. That's gonna be tough battling from behind with the with the hot chip coming at you. Oh, man, it's oh. nerve So, for the record, we did say hot chip and the other person gets to buy the other person lunch or something. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. Man, fun time. So, that is our review. We're going to move on to another safe segment here. Waver. Hardly know her. I need to talk like a girl. Yeah, you have to like... Waver. The end of your, The end of your words have to go up. Waver, hardly nowhere. Yeah, there it is. You nailed it. Moving into our next sound bed here with the uh, <laughs> waver, hardly nowhere. Let's uh, let's talk about this real quick. Don't need to take up too much time about this. It was honestly a bloodbath. It was 
some bloodbath out there. I couldn't believe it. I could not believe this, dude. So this is literally happens every single year, almost to the week. The first week into fantasy, over $50 gets spent. Like, it doesn't matter what is going on. Like, $50 is going to get spent on the waiver wire, whether or not you wanted it to or not. So with that being said, we have history past where usually it's just Alex Tisber throwing money out a window <laughs> no. on somebody, but not this time. True. He did go for it, but did not succeed. The big notable thing here being Davis Berrios spending $61. Tiz right there with his $41 bet. He was not going to be outdone by himself from previous years. Yeah. So 41, you put 52. So Ugh. for the record, you can obviously walk us through how you got to your 52 number, but what I want to say is that this is not a bad pick. Right. And this is not a bad waiver. Right. And to add to that is that we've been in the past where 40, 50 might be the bid, and the next closest is like three mm -hmm. or like 10. Yeah. This is step for step. I'm okay with someone spending 61 when the next bid below that was only nine away. Right. So that's huge for me that he found a range that honestly got him his guy. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to uh, I wanted to see as the second bidder for 52, how did you get to where you got? Yeah, it was painful seeing that because I literally had it perfect to the dollar if it wasn't for Davis. And so that was that yep, that was rough. Yeah, I I I got to admit I I started higher, but I didn't I never went over 60. I think I started at like 58, 59 and I backed myself down. Because I, it's in the, always in the back of your mind. You're gonna spend, and then the, like the next bid's gonna be like 18, right. and then you're just gonna overspend by 40 or 50. I literally talked myself from 21 down to nine. Yeah, and people will roast you, rightfully right. so, when you, you overspend on that. And I just don't know what to believe about this 49ers backfield. And I was just like, where I think I got to was, I would be fine if I got him for 52, and I'll still have plenty for the rest of the year. But I thought. Maybe people will spend about 50% of their fab, maybe a little bit more. So I'm thinking somebody might think, oh, if I, if I put 51, I'll be just over everybody else. So I did 52. And that, that was my thought process. I was like, I never thought about going higher than that. But going back now, it's like, would I be fine if I spent 70 and I got him? Maybe. Probably. At this point. But I don't know. It's just, what do you believe about the backfield? Is Trey Sermon going to come in there? Or is it just going to be Elijah Mitchell? He looks good. He looks fast. He's a super fast guy. Works great with the scheme. He's Mostert-esque. Yeah. I will say that $61 on the potential of Elijah Mitchell is what scares me. Yeah. Because you're right. Trey Sermon can come in and take the job. Mm -hmm. they, they invested more draft capital in Sermon mm -hmm. than they did Elijah Mitchell. So I like... What, yeah, so I like the move of him bidding on him and then getting him out of camp yeah. because he doesn't want to still be holding this fella whenever Trey Sermon's got the job. Mm -hmm. So he's got to get rid of him ASAP yeah. just because I just think that that would be – I mean, ridicule's coming. Mm -hmm. Ridicule is coming just because $61 getting spent is going to create waves in the fantasy league. So you, I, I got to get rid of him ASAP. Yeah, and shop him around. Has he? I mean, he's been doing it. He's on the trade block. I wonder if he's got any offers so far. And his team's so stacked. Who's he going to play him over? You know, it's exactly. like he's Honestly. not going to put him in the lineup. So it's just trade value at this point. So you're either holding him to see if he really is a league winner. And his team's or... so deep, and he's got so much depth. You're exactly right. Why wouldn't he spend sixty one dollars? Yeah. Or for that matter, go in on a combined night. 
a combined 80 61 dollars and then 16 spent on mark ingram oh. why not go and get these guys because he's yeah. not his depth is so good he's not going to be hitting the waiver wire frequently he's playing keep away keep away <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. So went out and get Mark Ingram as well. So making up almost $80 of his fab spent in one. Yeah. To be, I guess, specific, it is 77 If Elijah Mitchell ends up being the guy, that's great value. I mean, for somebody that ends up being the white, the running back one on the yeah. 49ers team, I would spend 100 fab on that. So absolutely. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll be keeping our eye on Elijah Mitchell where he ends up in the league again. If I'm Davis, I am shipping him or another piece out. Very risky play with somebody with a dominant lineup like he has to keep him on his team and get rid of another piece. Mm-hmm. So that has got to go uh, hopefully by Sunday. With that, he also got Mark Ingram. Again, a very volatile backfield. We'll see. There's the likes of so many people. I mean, in that background, you've, you've got David Johnson. You've got uh, you've got Philip Lindsay, Rex Burkhead. I'm not sure if I mean, Mark Ingram did get a lot of the touches in eight in that game. So we'll see what happens. I like him dropping Sonny Michelle for that. But, yeah, Mark Ingram, I'm not so sure, is going to be producing that kind of point total from week to week. So It's going to be game script dependent. Yeah, it's going to be. 16, definitely. Uh, tis nibbling at the bit here at seven, second closest to that. We had a breakdown before on how we're going to do these, but honestly, we're just going to talk about the notable things. So with that, not going to get into, like, you know, a perfect bid. Worth notating if it happens, but now we're all just trying to look like fools out here on the waiver wire. Yeah, that's a fact. So, that's good. Uh, I don't know anything about Kay Gainwell, the running back for Philadelphia. It looks good, man. I've got him in another league. He's, yeah, I mean, he looks good. He's getting some passing work and stuff like that. He's a rookie. Um, But Miles Sanders just looks too good to like really giving a lot of upside but he's he's an exciting grab with a little bit of upside on passing work and stuff yeah i would uh i would say tough drop uh surprised to see this and surprised to also not see a pickup of this but cook go ahead and dropping Devonte parker and picking up the likes of tim patrick so Devonte parker on what was a eh, respectable week of seven targets 81 yards and a 10 point outing and nobody picked him up on the other thing. So keep your eye out there for Devontae Parker. I thought that was a notable uh, thing, and it was a perfect bid of 8-8. Eight to eight. Again, Tiz just not getting it done. Yep. Uh, just loses to Calmia Cookie there. But Tiz does get himself a winner with Christian Kirk for a total of eight bids, and the closest bid below that being none. So mm. went ahead and dropped uh, Amon Ra, St. Brown, which I do think is going to be actually have a lot of upside for this Detroit team as they move forward. But Christian Kirk to the Tisver squad. Lukey Poo picking up uh, Aguilar, who looked great for the, for the New England squad and go ahead and dropping the Elijah Moore pickup. Did want to say this, don't really care about any of the other waivers. Lucas almost with what would have been a Hall of Fame pickup. Okay, because as yeah. you go back on the track report, you see that he went fishing. He went fishing four days prior to any injury or anything like that going on. He dropped I mean, a line in. Yeah. He uh, went ahead and said, oh, man, I'm going to bet on Jamichael Hasty being that guy just in case something happens. Just missed it. Would have been, it obviously is notable, would have been a legendary pickup worth reviewing now we get to keep our eye out for moves like that moving forward 
then we can just bring him to the light because that deserves to be noticed. Yeah. If he would have been able to steal that and get it, that is that's mm-hmm. huge. But man, nobody knew Elijah Mitchell was. I know. Yeah. No, you no got to be going for Hasty, the guy who has mm-hmm. some time, who's got some experience, all this yep. stuff. So, very, very interesting. Uh, and and then on top of that, shoot, he also picked up uh, Brian Edwards and is able to flip him for some money. Yeah, I'm gonna get Odell about out of that. I'm gonna guess the conversation was just like, "I'll give you ten dollars," and then he was like, "Well, you have to drop somebody anyway, so it's getting right. whoever you're gonna drop." Yeah, and yeah. I know that that's the case, but at the same time, I just like the fact that I can go pick up some garbage, throw some money on it, and then <clears throat> have a high end flex play. I mean, Odell has a higher ceiling than most players do. Would I again? Would I touch him with a forty foot pole? No, I, no, absolutely not. But for a Luke squad who's already got some depth and everything like that to be able to throw him just on the bench in case he does explode the same way you can do that with a Michael Thomas on my team or something. He's not injured. He's going to be taking up a bench spot, but still. Yeah. Odell, people like Odell can be a and landmine. And the offense though. for Cleveland was good. Yeah. But yeah, it's so that the, people like Odell have high upside, very high downside because he oh, has the name. Coaster. So he could have like one great week. You plug him in the lineup and then he throws you a dud. Yeah. And so you just don't want to get in that mix. And that's the worry about people like Odell, but definitely, you know, the Browns do look good. We'll see. Yeah. Tell me what you saw in Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson, I just needed another running back on the roster. And I don't you know. Mike, receiver and running back. Yeah. You can, yeah, put him in wherever you want. And I don't know. I mean, Mike Davis is fine, but I don't know. I just needed somebody. You never know what's going to happen in these backfields. And he's, you know, he's a veteran guy with a lot of athleticism. So. I need, I need to put somebody in that spot just in case. Good. I like it. I like it. Uh-huh. Um, and I got Sony Michelle, too. Yeah. Cool. Just in well, case. <clears throat> uh, I appreciate you going through those waivers with me real quick. We wanted to make some, yeah, just uh, some notable comments on, you know, uh, a hinge pin, a lynch pin of our league. Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. So moving on out of the waivers, moving into just a little bit of a little bit of power ranking review, just a quick synopsis, a reaction, if you will, to the 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 playoff rankings. I wanted to get your thoughts on those power rankings as I pulled them up myself. So let me. when the mouse comes in that's a baby yeah baby mouse baby mouse baby mouse yeah let me pull these up uh first of all big shouts out to evan s with the surprise power rankings honestly Very again praise is should be given when you know when a good thing happens and so for him throwing some content together i talked to him a little bit so that he's not as busy at work as he uh thought he was so nice it's great you know just being able to being able to go ahead and throw these in. I liked Connor's gif of, well, I liked that he said, thanks for writing the power rankings, Evan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Connor on response to that, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Thank you. With uh, with our boy, whoever that is. Yep. He's a handsome man. What's his name? Oh, yeah. It's Jeff Franco. 
Jeff. Yes, Franco. Not Jeff. Not Jeff. James Franco. James Franco. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. Peter Parker's. So friend. pulling up the doc here, uh, tell me what I mean. Eric J obviously belongs at the bottom. Griffin again dropping to places where he's never been before. Deep dark places. It makes me think about the scripture, um, Psalm twenty three. Mm-hmm. You know, the valley of the shadow of death. Yeah. I just Griffin is a puppy that I love so much. He's been climbing in the mountains, and so now he is visiting the valley of the mountain of the shadow of death and he will not fear he will fear no evil but it's still dark it's still dingy and it still kind of sucks being in the valley of the shadow of death so yeah some strong words said about griffin in these power rankings yeah sure yeah all caps yeah a lot of a lot of those things expensive garbage depth also says in there ben p looks to be correct in his in regards to tua so maybe balancing out my qb takes hopefully uh, i need to get those better over time yeah you're one for four right now so well far. and even then it's still not set i mean i still could be wrong yeah you so. still two it could just blow <laughs> could, lights yeah out. it could be awesome so yeah. we'll see but uh ben p getting up from the bottom of the rankings it was only going up from here so i i like obviously moving up i hopefully can sustain that moving forward and me and you you know we're right there next to each other right so he's got there. you right ahead of me man so tell me what do you like about your rankings at number nine um yeah i mean i think it's fair for sure um honestly higher than i expected so uh after putting up the poop well you weren't gonna be i mean you maybe could have been lower than me but you weren't i could have been lower than you that's that's where i expected i guess but i I think he sees in your team what i see and a lot of performances that maybe are a one week um, i roll yeah mirage i roll your team's a bit of a mirage um i roll but yeah i mean and the depth i roll Robot eye roll. That kind of sounds like fantasy god robot. Listen, there's a lot of fantasy gods. You'll hear a lot of their voices. It's actually funny. Anyways, let's not. Sorry. Yeah, we don't need to do that. You're talking about number nine. Yeah, uh, number nine. I yeah, with my team, I definitely knew if an injury happened, I I I drafted very top heavy. A lot of great players at the top. Not a lot of depth. So I've got some weaknesses. I do think that my team will turn it around, and a lot of my stars underperformed. So I think we'll be okay, and I think there will be some moves I'll have to make over the course of the season. But um, I think it's a fair ranking right now at the very least. Good. Um, Let's see here. Honestly, let me just get off and say this. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Evan. Like, I love it. Like, I've been begging for power rankings. You don't have to do them consistently, but it looks like we've got what is essentially going to be what I thought. Maybe a quarterly power rankings is not too much to ask. Again, just a week one reaction to maybe justify some of the draft value that we've got stocked away on teams. Okay, well, where did that actually pan out skill-wise? Okay, Mm -hmm. and then from there, we can really navigate off of this, and I really like it. And, I mean, anybody can pick it up at any point and kind of make action off of this. So I'm really excited. I really appreciate him doing it. I don't have any negatives to say about this other than I just want more of it. He's got himself, I will say, a little high, a little high after a week one. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to bump yourself up for Well, it is funny because I, I, as I was reading, I remembered him talking about taking the road of humility more this year, you know, and putting his team low, you know, uh, going a different route. And then he gets a week one win. He just, Oh, okay. I'm going up four spots. <laughs> just going up to number three. Yeah, up to number four. Um, I will say for the record um, from projecting standpoint, Isaac making his way into the tier that I've got. Sheesh. 
Yeah. So I, he went up seven spots. Yeah, and I guess I wanted to say this in reflection to the rankings and get your take on this as far as our projections. So I went through, listened to the pod before while I was in quarantine. Yeah. And so you had, you had Tiz. No, you had Connor winning over me. You had it. You thought that you had had it as Connor winning over Tiz. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so right. it was over me. Right. Now, yes. for the record, you had bashed me just a little bit. Because obviously I picked Eric J to win the whole league and he was the poop champion. Right. So not the same. You picking Connor over me and me being a poop champion. I was not. You were not a poop champion. I was just not in the playoffs. Right. So you were the winner there. Obviously picking the champion is very, very, I mean, that's honestly an amazing feat. The odds of you picking that are very, very, you saw what you saw with Connor and you got it right. Yeah. One in 12. So I'm hoping, yeah, what are the odds? <laughs> I'm hoping that again, maybe I'll be able to redeem myself a little bit in comparison to yours by hopefully having a good matchup with who I anticipated to be Isaac mm-hmm. versus. And I picked him for the toilet bowl winner. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully a little bit of redemption there. We'll be watching those storylines as we go through our predictions, not week from week, but maybe reviewing them every once in a while when we get a power ranking like this or something like that. Yeah. But I've got Isaac winning it all. Um, and I think he, I had him over Lucas. So seeing my two guys up there makes me feel good. Doesn't sure. mean obviously this is a week one, but who did you? You had a battle of the Alexes, did you not? I did. Yep. Yeah. So Cook you had a battle of the Alexes, and they're 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 rolling right down there and kind of the right at the edge of fringe playoff guys. So you still got a chance if they can turn around from a week one and respond heavily. So right, yeah. Neither one of them. Let me, let me just make sure I'm right about this. I don't think either one of them had a bad week one. No, they both had solid outings. They just went up against teams that were better. Um, so yeah. I, I still like them both. Yeah. I just want to kind of lean in a little bit more to our predictions, and I, I really like that, and I'm, I'm feeling good so far about it. So we'll see Yeah. what uh, what happens. So that is our reaction to the week one power rankings again. Evan S., thank you so much for doing it. Uh, I believe that the – I want to – I want you to – name two people in your head mm-hmm. when i say power rankings the best two people to make power rankings okay and we're going to say them together okay the best gonna, two people to make best them? two people when i say power rankings you're going to get one from this person and one from this person who are the best power ranking creators in the history of our league wow this is tough is it i thought it was almost unanimous and i'm ready to say my guys right now i let me just go ahead and route the gate Anybody that takes the time to do power rankings is great. Appropriate praise. We're, we're picking from a lineup of beautiful stakes at a, at a Michelin star. Eight and a half. Quiet down eight and a half. Quiet down eight and a half. We're picking from a lineup of stakes at a Michelin star Gordon Ramsay steakhouse. All right? Hold You've on, got them all set in front of you. What? We're getting back into the kitchen. Yes, we're in the kitchen with the marbling on the steaks. They bring the they bring the cuts Dude. of meat right Dude. table side to you. They say pick out your cut of meat. Marbling, because... marbling steak. Yes. Dude. The... What? Yeah. Okay. We're sitting here. Yeah. We're, we're having a nice dinner. We've already had our drinks. We've had a little bit of carpaccio. Okay. Had a little bit of beef oh, carpaccio. I thought you meant what we had actually done. I was like, <laughs> no, we have not. I've had Twix and Hershey's. They roll out the cart and they say, "Here are your steak choices." Pick whatever you want. Would you like the filet? Would you like the ribeye? Would you like the porterhouse? And I'd say, porterhouse, that sounds kind of big. Maybe I'll have a porter hut. <laughs> but I want that one right there. That's what we're doing here. 
All right, we have beautiful fine dining steaks out in front of us. We're, We're just, just picking the to two talk best. Who makes the best power rankings? I don't know how we got into this, but I did want to ask you. I was actually doing this the other day. What do you um, what do you flip your steak with? What? What do you flip your steak with when you are cooking steak? Tongs. You use the tongs. Yes. Interesting. What do you use? I've actually been caught up a little bit between this, and we don't have to get into this too much, but. I guess what would be another option? I guess you could stab it with something and flip it over, but I wouldn't do that. You leak the juices out. Yeah, you want the juice to stay in there. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, you just like a spatula if you're like a heathen. Anyway, the reason I'm getting into this. All right, eight and a half. We're getting us off the rails. I got him to say our word for the day. Oh. Spatula. I, I wondered why you're spatula. getting me on this trail. Okay. All right. The spatula was the word. See? Wow. You're going to have a talk with the robot right here. Well, The word was spatula. Okay. I Got felt you. like that was too easy mm -hmm. because I could just ask a simple question like, mm -hmm. hey, what do you flip this with? And you say spatula. Sure. And here we are. Sure. So, for the record, <laughs> I just wanted to kind of figure out is that fair? Because I feel like that was almost too easy. I can just say like, hey, what do you flip a burger with? Randomly in conversation, I can get you to say spatula. I think you make the rules, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, just I think it's like still impressive because I didn't know you. Like, I always forget that that's even a thing. Yeah. And you, you got me there. I was just confused why but you're see, saying that. Are you trying trouble. to avoid it? So like if you can like maybe. No, I'm you, not. If I was, I would be more cognizant of it. I'm just like. Well, that's here what I'm saying. Like, is that the game? Like, maybe are you trying to pinpoint what the word is that I'm trying to get you to say? So you get hesitant and you're like, wait a minute. Are you trying to get me to say spatula? Yeah. And then you win the game and I lose the game. I don't know. We haven't really got into this. I don't know. I think it's, it's very satisfying whenever you get me to say something. Yeah. Tiz said he loved it whenever you're smacking up the applause. Yeah. So. Or eight and a half. Pipe down. Pipe down eight and a half. Our eight and a half kids that we keep in your dojo. <laughs> yeah. All, uh, all, we do sick. actually sell tickets for live recordings. There is actually eight and a half seats available. Yes. yes. So you can buy those at uh, Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated.com. Nice shout out because we haven't really talked about the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated much this year. So I think it is important that every podcast, we should at least get in once or twice, that we yeah. do, in fact, work for the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated Pump Fake Podcast I just podcast feel like you're not saying it fast enough. It's Pump Fake Multimedia. Yeah, you know, it's the Pump Fake Multimedia. The Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. All that to be said, yeah. all I'm saying is every power ranking we ever got has been great. We're just picking the best. Yeah. Okay. So when I say this name, mm -hmm. when I say power rankings, mm -hmm. what two names come together and we're going to say it at the same time. You ready? Uh-huh. One, e two, three. Evan, Evan S. Sarah and J. Alex Cook. Okay. Alex Cook did have a great presentation of them last year incorporating what was TV shows. And I thought it was an honorable mention. But mm -hmm. when I get down to the bones, the yeah. bare bones of the deal, all right, when I get down to the bare bones of it, when I... 
But let me tell you this and don't forget what I say. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something and I'll tell you something else. Let me tell you something before you even start in. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Tell me something. Okay. Eric Jack, when you getting in the bare bones of the power ranks and stuff, uh, Evan uh, Shadlett and Eric Johnson were the ones that created essentially this professional presentation of them. Sure. And it has been the backbone that our whole entire group makes power rankings on moving forward. Eric so J, that's absolutely, what, that's absolutely what a superstar for sure. I, I was, so when I remember Alex Cook, I think it's just a bit of like a curveball, you know? You've got Evan S and you got Eric J kind of on the same wavelength of how they, they approach do. it. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it is the same. They, they're like twins. And it's great. Both of them are great. But yeah, Alex Cook just throwing a little curveball in there with his, you know, TV show reference stuff yeah, and nice. like movies or nice. whatever it was in the past. I think it's a nice change of pace from time to time for sure. Maybe we'll get to compare this year. Who knows? Maybe we've got a quarterly power rankings that come out and everybody can kind of compare and we can have best power ranking creators. Could be. I'm not getting antsy and i'm not pressuring anybody i'm just happy we got him right now i just want to get off my high horse uh i'm a high horse (laughs) i just want to get off my high horse all right let's move into our uh pick them segment and then we'll get into our sticky review and this is going to close us out here so with that being said want to go ahead and get the score together me and you are four and four there were six matchups. Right? There's always six winners and six losers. Okay. So for me and you, we finished with four positive pickums. That's pretty good. We're above average. We're over 50%. So with that being said, we've got next week to go ahead and dive into. Um, we have already made our selections. We did a little bit of review as we got here into the booth, into the dojo. Let me actually do a little pickums, baby. We're doing the pickums. Pickums. Baby. <laughs> All right, I get a kick out. What of what they don't hear on the other side that I always get a kick out of is it, it announces what you're clicking on. Yeah. So it's like baby robot. <laughs> baby male male baby female. Yeah. Robot. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, we're gonna get into our pickums. Let's go ahead and do. Let's see here. My phone's on 1%, so I'm going to have to leave it on this little baby charger over here that I have left. And I'll look at it from over here. Did you say baby charger? Yeah, I got that baby charger. A baby charger? Yeah. Is that what you do? Is that what they the baby charger? Yes, my my wife's out of town, and she took all of the chargers with her, so I had to find this little two-inch cord. (laughs) 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 That's the half. That's the half right there that's booing us of the eight and a half. <laughs> you got one child. Yeah. That's pretty good. When you laugh as a baby, I like that. Yeah. That's what we got, a little baby child. Yeah, the boo got me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, <now>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Off the rails. Oh, man, I love it. All right, let's get into our pickums. This is where spicy things get spicy because heads up. We playing for that Pacquiao chip, gonna knock you right on your butt, make you vomit, and kill yourself. I like that you call it the Pacquiao chip. Whatever, dude. Because it packs know. a punch. Yeah, it does pack a punch. Pacquiao pack a chip chunch. is what we're fighting for, so we want to make sure that we're packs on the right end of this and that we grow our lead early. Man, we got 17 weeks that we got to go through this. If someone can amount a lead early, it's going to get ugly fast. I would so, say last year, I mean, the Blazing Challenge was fine. I wasn't terrified of it. You did you know? not. You, 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 you were disappointed. 
Yeah. I, you literally I, told me you were disappointed. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you I took wanted it down. you to hurt more is what you told yeah, me. Yeah, I needed to see more pain in your eyes. <laughs> there was no pain. Yeah. So I, last year I was sweating it out a little bit, but this year I'm already sweating it out. Like I'm thinking about our picks. I knew we were even before we came back in here because I just remembered off the top of my head which ones you would pick different. That's how important it is to me this year. So all I'm yeah. saying is I'm I'm into every matchup. Okay. Every every Sunday. I am into every and it's like it's hard because again, it makes you be unbiased. So it makes you like really mm-hmm. think through your own players from a perspective game and not just Yeah. I like my team and I'm gonna do that. So anyways, yeah, exactly. let's go ahead and get into let's knock out me and your matchup primary. Okay. Just so we can kind of get them out of the way. Uh, I'm ready with mine. Okay. For yours? Yes. Okay. So if you, I guess we'll do a little countdown, I guess, here, because we did not timestamp anything. Okay. Yeah. So I guess we already went into it and we did our picks before. So three, two, one, Alex BNP. Cook. Wow. Okay, great. Yep. So again, bringing it into perspective, obviously, I mean, we can look into this that I've got three for my defense. That did not make a difference whatsoever in my pick. What I will go ahead and say, and again, I don't want to take too much time on this, is I don't like my matchups going into this week. I like Cook to correct themselves with some Green Bay versus Detroit with uh, DeAndre Swift being able to get out there and run, depending upon how many points Green Bay is going to get up. So I'm playing from behind. I like Kyler Murray against Minnesota. So Kyle Pitts, I like for him to try to get right with this Atlanta D, hopefully trying to put up a lot of points. Obviously, it still is Tampa Bay, so... There's going to be questions, but I just, I don't know. I guess I'm just thinking that they're going to get back on track. And here's the things that I don't like. So I can go ahead and get off my team and you can get talking. I I like Russell versus Tennessee, but I do think that that defense is going to be a little bit better than they're anticipating. So I don't have a high outage for Russell Wilson. I also am stuck with playing a guy like Javante Williams in a matchup against Jacksonville, hoping that he might get some time, but I'm not completely optimistic on that. Mike Williams, I loved the way he looked in week one. We will see what happens with Herbert. I will say this, I wanted to say, and I've never heard an analyst say this. Everybody talks about your sophomore year being great and continued growth from the first year. I always thought there was a sophomore slump, and I have not heard one analyst say something like this. And I think that's ridiculous. Hmm. I thought sophomore slumps were a thing for sure. For who? For Herbert. Oh, for Herbert. Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, he looked great, and I'm, I, I mean, maybe I'll be wrong, but... I really thought sophomore slumps were a thing hmm. and they were like consensus throughout the league. Like this is going to happen. You know, you, you've got more game footage on this guy. Now you can better game plan for him. Their numbers for a second season are going down. Whereas everybody else has got a lot of these young quarterbacks from a previous great year trajectory going up. And I'm like, what happened to the sophomore slump? That, that could just- be true. For, I haven't thought about it. It could be true for quarterbacks specifically. Like I know, Historically, wide receivers, their sophomore year is when they can really break out and take off. Yeah. Tight ends typically is like the third year. But all but these yeah, guys have just got so much depth, and these quarterbacks just continuing to chart up. And I was like, I thought sophomore slump was a thing. I mean, that would make sense to me. Whatever. So, so I don't know. we'll see what happens with Williams. I like the way he looked. I hope that he, honestly, again, a third rounder from way back when. He's got a lot of ability, and he's a huge guy out there. So one of those guys that I'd like to think is only going to grow and going to be one of my core wide receivers moving forward. But again, I'm not as optimistic with Devontae Smith just getting that outing that he did. Again, uh, Kelsey's going to be great, but then I'm stuck also with Landry played against Houston. Now, I don't think Odell is going to be playing, which is going to help him just with touches and all that stuff. But again, my matchups, I just don't feel comfortable 
you know, and even going to my bench. I don't feel comfortable playing Jamal Williams with the backup to Swift and me going up against him this week. I don't like James Conner. Philip Lindsay didn't show me anything from week to week. And Corey Davis against a New England defense that's going to be good. I'm just having a hard time. Mm-hmm. So, I, again, all that to say that's how you get into a pick that's different from yours and me not selecting myself is I'm just essentially taking an L this week and trying to be careful about that and be confident in that and be done with it. Yeah, you've got some tough start pick or start set decisions this week. But you picked me. But I picked you um, because I actually I really like Russ Wilson against my Titans because okay. our defense looks awful. They're, they're not going to be tightening up? They, no, they, they are not tightening up. No, I hope no, they no. do, but they looked awful. I do not trust our defense in the slightest right now. Um, I really like Mike Williams. I think that game – I really hope it's the blowout or the bonanza it looks like because it's the highest or was the highest over-under on the week. It may be second to the Buccaneers now, but I think there's going to be a lot of points going up in that game, and so I really think that there's going to be plenty of mouths that will be fed in in both of those offenses. A little bit of stat here as well. Uh, I am 0-3 playing Alex Cook, so the stats Mm. would say that I am going to lose this game or Again, they would say you're due. Or that I'm due. You're yeah. right. Absolutely right. So that's that's another way to look at it. Uh, but you've got Cook, and I uh, – or sorry, you have me, and I have Cook. Yep. So we defer there on our start, but let's not stay on there too long. Let's go ahead and get into um, Kittles. Taste the IR spot. I guess that's his – Oh, too nice. Soon? Yeah. Too soon? Right. Uh, so with that, we've got – yep, you versus chilling with – my homies hold on real quick because i yep and i am ready to pick if you are i'm ready three two one patrick we're gonna defer again gonna defer or differ whatever um i've got this okay this is what i'll say all right and this is gonna play a little bit whenever we move forward please tell me how i win that's what i want i'll tell you I got Tannehill coming back into, you know, his spot. And I have <clears> – <throat> I don't have Alvin, Alvin Kamara having a great game, but I have him getting up there in the 15s to the, you know, 18 kind of area. And Hopkins against Minnesota, looking for a big game from him. Kittle in Philadelphia, I feel like he's going to eat. Allen Robinson against Cincinnati, I do think that is an offense where he's going to get a lot of touches. He probably won't even end up in the end zone. So, all that to say, you've got some great matchups there. And then I've got this. This is where things are going to be where I'm down on Luke's team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mahomes. I actually have him having a low outing this game. And I know that sounds kind of mm-hmm. crazy to say, but I see them getting up big on Baltimore early, and I see a big game at a Car- uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Really? I see them doing a lot to try to keep Baltimore off of the field mm-hmm. just because they're going to get up. So trying to take time possession away from Baltimore, that's what I see. So I have a – Lower point outing from Pat Mahomes, which probably puts him probably in you know mid twenties or something like that, maybe high twenties, but not a high game from him. And I am worried about Jake Taylor and Naeem Hines. Jonathan Taylor, sorry, Jonathan Taylor. Saquon again, I am shaky on a nine point two outing this game, but again, I just think that it's going to be hard for him playing from week to week. And I don't mean to go into the details, but I just feel like I'm making a statement and I need to back it up with some stats. Mm-hmm. And you okay. just to be clear, you made this pick before yes. the stats. 100%. I know that I – yeah. So Deontay Johnson, Metcalf, these guys still might go off for good games. I completely understand that. But I've got, again, that Titans D being – just kind of getting back on track and the Titans D coming alongside with their offense just being overall 
better, which again, you're hopeful for. And maybe Hawkinson is something that I cannot predict and maybe he'll just blow up and win him the game. But yeah, I just am down on a, on a week with Lucas, which is surprising to me even, but I've got you winning this one. And so we're going to defer here as well. Differ. Differ. Trent Differ. Trent Dilfer. Yeah. I I mean, I hope you're right. Um, I, yeah, I don't have, I, I just don't see a lot of advantage spots for me this week. I think Hawkinson looks to be getting a ton of targets. So I'm not sure that Kittle really gives me a big advantage here. His receivers are great. Uh, My receivers, I believe are great, but where um, I was worried was running back position. Uh, I just don't trust Mm -hmm. my running back two or my flex. Yeah, and it's I, I don't know, and I apologize. I don't want to cut you off. It's just it's kind of a combination of me being a little higher on you than maybe you are, but then also being lower on Luke. Mm-hmm. And I just again, that's hard to anticipate. But again, that's just some game script that I was looking into with week one under our belt, kind of reflecting on teams. So that's yeah. I just feel like it's a bold claim. I had to back it up. So that's yep. what I got. No, that's fair. Um, hope you're right. Yep. Let's transition into Evan S and the Chubby Chasers. So Evan versus Tiz. Uh, let's see in their matchup we have oh shoot well let me sorry um we are going to go ahead and select our picks give me one second as i'm just because i didn't i didn't write them down i just remember that i reviewed them and when i look at each side i'm like yeah i remember i know okay. that sounds a little yeah. shaky we used to write it down on a notepad you remember that uh-huh. we have to get into the glory i wrote mine down i didn't write mine down yeah i kind of screenshotted it and just kind of so okay. that's fine yeah all right, I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one. Chuck Tis. Yeah. Yeah. We got this one, and maybe I should let you pick the next one so that we're not copying or picking different or whatever. But all all alone, I just uh, I've still got problems with Aaron Jones as I move forward. I did tell you I've got problems with Green Bay, so I've got a low point outing from Evan S. Uh, I will say Mixon did look good, but he's going up against again a tough run offense or run defense with Chicago with Akeem Hicks. Keenan Allen, maybe he'll continue to have a good game. Again, I wasn't as high on Debo, but I don't know. That's the 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 all in all is I've got Tiz bouncing back with another great Stafford outing, another Chubb versus Houston, just kind of pounding the ball into the ground and having that uh, to fall back on. Ridley, I don't know sure how Tampa Bay is actually going to be. Uh, I, I think that they're actually going to be good, so I don't know why that's a good matchup for Calvin Ridley. I don't see it being a good outing, so – Maybe Robert Woods will recover on the wide receiver front, but that's what I got. Yep. I um I went back and forth on this one a lot. Yeah. Because I think close. both sides has a lot of tough matchups. But where I think Tiz is going to have the advantage is the running back position because this is kind of a weird take, but I think that the Packers are gonna come in and just blow out the Lions. And I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna make a point to make sure he's getting those points. And then after they get up, I i mean, I think Aaron Jones will be fine, but I don't think he's going to have a blowout game because I think they're going to work some A.J. Dillon in there after they're up by a lot, things like that. So that's kind of a weird take, but I just I feel like I see that happening. I think Aaron Rodgers has taken everything personally, as he always does, and I think he's going to make a point this week. So I think he's going to have a lot more volume from Chubb and Eckler than um, Jones and Mixon do this week just because of – Mixon's matchup and Jones not getting as many carries and overall uh, I think this is going to be a, I don't think it's going to be a very high point total I think they're going to be struggling in their matchups and I think Tiz will squeak it out yep squeak it out 
Squeak it out like a mouse, maybe. Like a baby? <laughs> yeah. Squeak it out like a mouse, baby? Like a mouse, baby. A mouse, baby? <laughs> baby. Boo. Wait, can I do... Baby sounds while I'm doing... Nope, that's not working. <laughs> Is it working? Nope, that's not Sorry, okay, sorry, a little confusing there. Baby sounds. All right, so we've got, all right, so just so we're clear, I've got Cook, you've got me, we both have Tiz, I've got you, you've got Lucas, and now let's get into our Naji, Najini in a bottle versus Baby. five point of Dalvinism. I'm ready to make my pick. Are you ready? Uh, let me make sure, yes, I have my pick. Three, two, one. Connor. Okay, so this would be good. Tell me why. Uh, I think Najee is going to look a lot better this week. I think that Chris Carson is just going to eat up the Titans. And Tyreek Hill is going to ball out on the Ravens. I just I like a lot of the matchups he has this week. And I'm not too worried about any of them um, outside of Gasicki. So mm -hmm. I, I just think he's going to have a very good week, and I think Isaac is just not going to be able to pace him in points. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I've just got Josh Allen getting back on track. I've got Dalvin Cook being his guy. Uh, I've also got A.J. Brown, again, in a good defensive matchup. Titans are going to get back on track. Tannehill is going to have a good game. Uh, Thielen, it's fine. I, I don't know. Maybe have a good game. But, uh, but, yeah, definitely not good when you're looking down the barrel of a Terry McLaurin 22-point game already, mm, and you got true. your pick, and you're kind of like, oh, well, yep. see what happens. Maybe Tunyon will find pay dirt, and uh, I hope that Melvin Gordon, hope that he moves him out of the flex and he has a terrible game, but I had Isaac winning this one when I reviewed it. Again, back to what I was stating earlier against the Herbert thing. Again, great quarterback. I want to have him, but I just – be on the lookout for that sophomore slump. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I'm okay. just dreaming it. You want to make any takes on how no, bad Herbert's going to be? Because I, I, <laughs> I really like him. That's the other thing. I really did like yeah. Herbert, and I yeah. want him to be good. Yeah. But I also just thought that I remember seeing that over the course of watching the NFL for all these years. I just thought sophomore slump was thing. Yeah. Jo Josh Allen's sophomore year was last year. Was it really? Yeah, right? See I, see, I don't know. I really don't know. I think it was. I think yesterday was – or yesterday. <laughs> last year was his second year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so maybe it's not a thing. Maybe that's a thing of the past. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, then let's go ahead and move into our – so we did defer there as well. You picked Connor. I picked Isaac. We differed, yeah. Yep. Couldn't differ. <laughs> let's get to our final two matchups here. We've got Eric Johnson versus my back in the box. And I'm ready to go ahead and lay this out. Are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one, Eric Kev. Johnson. Yeah, we're Ooh. going literally so, like we I are splitting this yeah, week. Somebody's getting the Pacquiao. Yeah, it's getting bad. <laughs> it's getting bad. Again, like I said, I've got Carlos Edward Tolaire absolutely eating on Carlos, this game. Wow, I didn't even know. Whatever. He Clyde, played in the league. Clyde. <laughs> okay, I've got him having a great game, like I said earlier, and I've got a lower Carlos point Hyde. outing for. Yeah, he's summoned Carlos. Yeah, I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Clyde Edwards Elair. Elair. Okay. I just I've got him having a huge outing. Aaron Rodgers maybe gets on track against this defense, uh, this Detroit squad, and puts up some massive numbers like you've anticipated. I count on okay. it. Okay, 
Uh, Hunt getting some time as the second guy there in Houston. I can see a big game out of him. And Jamar looked great, so we'll see what he can do. And maybe Jefferson will kind of be on, and obviously Waller is looking great. So, I, I, again, I thought on this one, this was one that I went back and forth on. Thought when I was kind of looking at it, I was like, I like the matchups for Kevin. Uh, I do have issues with Henry moving forward. Maybe, uh, again, when Titans get on track, I just feel like that relies, for whatever reason, more on Tannehill than it does on um, on King Henry. But you think so? I, I, I do. I don't know. I see that, that trend moving forward. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, I just feel they're... like whenever he's good game managing, I just feel like they put up a lot of points. They're doing well. And obviously the part of game managing is King Henry and his ability to run, but I don't see that happening this year. I just don't see him having that much yardage and that much dominance on the ground. Well, so it's going to rely more on Tannehill, and I think he's ready for it and shown that he can do it. So, Well, I, speaking just from my experience as a Titans fan, historically their offense has been all play action, like over 60% of plays are play action. So, so yeah. it, it it relies on Derrick Henry being able to check that defense to say you can't just sit back in coverage. I'm going to run all over you. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he but Derrick Henry usually I mean, every season it seems like he has a slow start beginning of the year and then just turns into a beast towards the end once it once the yeah. it starts getting colder outside. He's much better in the cold. Yeah. Okay. So does your phone still charging whenever the monitor is off? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's my pick em, and let's go ahead and move to our final matchup, Davis versus Griff. Okay, I'm ready to make my pick whenever you are. But it's not charging very fast. It's on 1%, and it's been on 1%. Ever since I just don't want you to in. lose your phone while we're in the middle of a pod. Yeah, that's why I've been trying to turn the screen off in between picks. Uh, for the record, actually, on this previous matchup here, EJ and Kevin just wanted to run the stats on that one real quick. Uh, looks like... Eric Johnson is 0-2 versus Kevin, so I've got him due for a win. Uh, obviously, any way you look at it, you can make an argument. So, Sure. Okay, moving into Davis versus Griff, our final pick em, and then we're going to review this to – I mean, we got to write this down because we are literally all over the map. 3-2-1, mm-hmm. Davis. Davis. It's going to be hard not to pick Davis from week to week. It's hard so. not to pick the, uh, the stack um, week one – Greatest manager of the week. I mean, yeah. hard to pick against him. Uh, I've got nothing to say other than his team looks awesome. Yep. He's going to, I mean, I just have him dropping an absolute deuce on Griff here. Yeah. Unfortunately, I agree. Um, he's just too strong in too many positions. He's too fast. He's too strong. He's too wide. It won't fit. <laughs> Outside of, yeah. Isn't out- that a song from Beyonce? You know what I'm talking it about? It could be. I mean, it sounds like something Beyonce would do. Got a big ego. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, let me. You are right. He's too big, too wide, too strong. Won't fit. He got a big ego. It sounds like you're in B flat there. I'm Beyonce, summon it. Yeah, you have to get deeper with Beyonce. Beyonce. I'm Beyonce, he's too big, he's too wide, he Can you give me a little surfboard? He's got a big ego. Surfboard? He's got a big ego. Surfboard? 
Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. So we both picked Davis here. Again, his team's going to smack. You got anything to say about Griffin? Uh, should we just – where's the trophy at? Should we just hand it over? That's all. No, 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 no. That's not how this league Outside works. Outside of injury, That man. is not how this league it's, works. This team's looking great. It takes one single elimination game, one wrong matchup. Yeah. For that to just – yeah, you're out I'm, of here, brother. I'm trying to. Davis is new. I'm trying to get his ego too high, and then he's just gonna Gotta fall, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I don't see him losing this week. Um, I just don't know how he does. I just literally, I look at his team and I see every position is strong. Um, well, I mean, somehow you've got it from your predictions. I mean, you've got a battle of the Alexes, so you've got an upset somewhere in there. Yeah, I'm just talking about this week. Okay, yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, no, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. This All week, right. I don't see how you lose. Well, let's review our pickums for the record. Again, me and you are four and four right now. And again, we probably, we've got to put this in a dock. Like, it, it's just going to be better to reference if we put this in a dock. Yep. Let's get our crap in line. Let's get a dock. Let's dude. get organized. Let's, let's get, get our freaking dock organized. Jeez. Gosh, I'm sorry you guys um, had to hear this. Okay. <laughs> Hate it when you guys fight. <laughs> Hate it when you guys fight on the pod. Uh, so, I've got Cook, you've got me. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I've got. Oh jeez. I've got. Are you writing his, it down? No. Okay, you're just going over them. Just yeah, I'm just making verbally. We okay. at least have it here. Okay. I've got Tiz. You've got Evan. No, I have Tiz. We both have Tiz. Yeah. Thank you. All right. I've got Isaac. You've got Connor. Yes. I've got Sweez. You've got Luke S. Yes. I've got EJ. You've got Kevin. Yes. And then we both agreed on Davis. Yep. So we zag four out of the six. We zag four. We defer, if you will. So for the record, me and you both had Davis, <laughs> and then me and you both had um, Tiz. Tiz. Yeah. Man, blood's going to fly this week. Well, I mean, we could technically split him again, two and two. Yeah, we could. But I doubt it. I doubt it too, buddy. We're gonna create oh, some man, this week's going to be one for the books. We're really going to set it up, so that'll be scary. Well... We move into our final section. Pickums. Pickums, baby. Pickums. I'm a big boy. Wanna do my pickums. Nope, pick sorry, ups. sorry. We stickies. <laughs> I'm a big boy. Wanna do my stickies. My stickies. Sticky review. I want to get better at this girl voice thing because I feel like I can really crush it if I really focus. So when I focus. So right now, we're gonna do some stickies and it's gonna be Liddy. Okay? Okay? I think I can get that girl voice. Yeah, that was a scary girl. I don't know. She she was boss. She was a boss B word. Yeah, boss B for sure. So yeah. Speaking of, let's get into our stickies. Okay, I'm in there. Um, I'm in there. I'm in there. Let's pick it up. I am actually going to record these in a doc that we put together while we review them, if that's okay. Yep. So I, I have them all right here. I may have one or two that are on that door that aren't right here. But they are okay. actually so okay. Let me let me get this. Mike's in my face. Okay. Um, too so, big. It's too big. It won't fit. <laughs> All right. So, stickies. Putting it in here. 
All right, let's go ahead and review one. And we'll fly through this real quick for all of our listeners. And then I've got a little, uh, yeah, a little bit on the end here that I want to have with Patrick. That you guys can listen to if oh, you want. I don't even know about that. Yeah, no, you don't. I know you Surprise, don't. is it a spatula? I already got you to say that, bro. Oh. All right, come on. Stickies, hit me. Connor F. Oh, God. This is going to be so hard for me to type. <laughs> Shoot. All right, go. I can type these in later on my keyboard. Let's just do that. Faster. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. I'm going to back off. I'm going to leave that spot in there. For but we'll review them real quick. Connor says Najee's going to be a top five running back. Tough. Slow start, but hard. he I mean, could get there. At this point, uh, da- uh, yeah, da- what's his name? Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is a top five RB our, right top now. Top RB. Yeah, for sure. All right, keep going. Um, Griffin says Miles Gaskin will be top eight. You were right. Yes, top eight. He That's says. Gonna be tough. Gonna be tough. That's gonna be a hard one to hit, but I do think he's gonna be good this year. Yep. Evan S. Top twenty-four points per game for Debo and was it Laviscus? Laviska. Yep. Chenault. Mr. Bugspray. You can call him whatever you want. Yeah, Mr. Bugspray. Luke S. Says Fuller will be a top twenty-four wide receiver. Man, I don't even know what his outing looked like this week. I don't fuller hardly knew her. Let me pull it up for you real quick just so we can react together. Oh, wait. No, he didn't play week one. He was suspended, right? Okay, thank you. Isn't that right? Let me just confirm that. So he plays this week. While I've got it. Hold up. No, he is on. Let's see. Sorry. Let me. He played last week? He did not. You're right. Okay. Go for Yeah. The Flying V plays this week, his debut. We'll see what they've got. Worked out for him. Hey, man, I'm telling you right now, if two is throwing him that ball, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. We should get to that late. Go ahead. That probably kind of led into the Devontae Parker drop by whoever dropped him. I don't remember. Um, Alex Tisver says Ridley's going to be wide receiver one. Yikes. Yeah, after you saw that Falcons offense, wee, wee, I would like to wee, know wee. from Tiz how he's feeling about that one. Yeah. The crows are huddling around the Falcons' offense, ready to feast. I really on the flesh. wish that was crickets. I really wish that was crickets. I like the crow. That's more ominous for a wide receiver one take. Shots fired. Yeah. Not yeah. really, but okay. Uh, Woods top eight, which I feel like he was involved. He's not cup involved, but he's involved in that offense. Top eight. We'll see. Um, well, I, I don't see it. I, 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 I liked it. I mean, obviously, these are takes for a reason. Right. I don't believe either of those are going to happen, but they wouldn't be takes if they were obvious. Right. Evan S., Jalen Hurts, top 10 QB. Um, any Looking, adjusted thoughts on your view of Jalen Hurts? That's the thing. You make a take, you can't just go back on it. You got to at least stick to your guns here just a little bit. So I'll, I'll stick with it. There may be some defensive figuring him out. Maybe the defensive schemes are pretty easy to draw up for him, but he does seem agile. And if he's that accurate passing moving forward, that's good for Devonta Smith, but might be good for, it might be terrible for my take. And I don't, I don't have that written down. It was like top, you, you said Hurts would be 29 uh, or less? the top 20. No, no, no. It was worse than that. Really? You were like 29 or less or something. I got it in there, I think. Okay. I think I got it in there. Okay. Well, yeah, let, let me, I mean, we can, I'll find it for sure. You keep going through your tape. It was, it was something so ridiculous, so crazy that I was like, okay, you don't think he's going to keep the starting job. Uh, that was about Tua. Oh, that's Tua. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. 
So I don't remember what you said about Jalen Hurts. I'll find the Jalen Hurts one while you go through some of these. I'll make some comments as we go. Okay, Lucas. Because he prodded it out of me. That's what I'm saying. Takes are not when they get. You know, we got a crowbar up all up in my crotch and pulling on me and just go. We're gonna make a take. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I said one. Well, like, well that's on you though, right? I know it you don't is. have to it's respond. It's all on me. That's Anybody can bait somebody all day, but you don't have to respond. Mm. That's on you. Lucas Jonathan Taylor uh, will beat the value of which he. Auction drafted him at RB13. Um, and I think there are Honestly, one... Honestly, that doesn't look great right now. <laughs> Jonathan Taylor, I don't remember what he did. He we... didn't do well. Okay. Well, maybe I'm wrong. But... Hold on, let me... That's why we're here. That's why we're doing it. So let me just go ahead and pull it up real quick. This is the phone... Story of a girl. No. This is the... This is the flipping through our phone version of knapsacks that Evan S talked about last year. Oh my God, uh, we're yeah, shuffling yeah. through papers, looking at oh, knapsacks. 16.3. 16.3 is pretty good. Okay, that's that's solid. So Great that, receiving work from him, so that's really where you keep your eye on. Yeah, I think that one's that one's all but done, I believe. I believe in that one. All right, I think there are one or two more takes that we might have on the board over there. We're going to get all these together. We're going to put them in the dock. So we can review them easily. So that we can easily review them every week with full accuracy. If there are any more takes, throw them in the group me. Haven't seen any come through this week. Uh, I've been very busy at work. So if I missed any, that's on me. Let me know. We'll get them in there. Yeah, good. It's good. I wanted to ask you what you thought about... Well, that kind of concludes our stickies. I'm going to continue scrolling here and maybe find it. We'll get in there. But I wanted to... While I'm doing this, wanted to ask you, um, what do you think about adding league history from 20, uh, 2018? Uh, I, it's Fight Club League, right? 2018. So I think if we can do that, I think it is our top priority. Okay. Pause that real quick. Found it. Jalen Hurts will finish QB 17 or worse this season. 17 or worse. Okay. Not as crazy as I thought, but not still. But in, still total fan, in total fantasy points this season. Not a premier fantasy league QB, even with his rushing ability. Sticky the stick man. Yeah, I think that's going to be wrong, but it's not as crazy as I thought. Okay. There. So there we've got it. Uh, so, yeah, some a few as we conclude the podcast here, just kind of wrapping up. Yeah, just a few things. Adding the 2018 league history to the sleeper, all the stats and all that stuff, you're for that. Absolutely. If we can get a full picture of our entire league history, then I say, what's stopping us? Absolutely. So what what do we need that we don't have? Is there anything that we don't have that we need? Unfortunately, there is. And so I've pulled up the stats, and I have added everything together. So everybody's, if you wanted to go into the uh, fantasy football stats that I did put together, all those numbers are updated mm-hmm. at this point. Uh, and they're reflecting your total from the league history, but it doesn't have the matchups from week to week. It okay. also is not including your – it is including your playoff record because I did the breakdown – but it's not including those wins or losses on your thing. So all that to be said, I'll do a little bit of a breakdown here. Like for you example, Patrick, you are 23 and 21 right now. Okay. Because in 23 and 21 total record. Yes. Total record. And that's including the history that you it added is. in. So yeah, we've got you for 2018. You were loading like 11 and four or something. Uh, so for 2018, I've got you nine and four. Which again, oh. that may not include the playoffs, right? Yeah, but nine and four regular season. So I'm able to pull those stats, and then from the from the I've got it 
from the playoff bracket, I was able to deduce a few things. Mm-hmm. Ben was the sixth seed. Ross was the fifth seed. And then the bye weeks were uh, the were Kevin W was number one and Patrick P was 2018 number two. So you guys mm-hmm. had buys. Yep. So those did not count as games in the playoffs, which we can get into that later, but you did not play a game. Sure. So with that being said, and then what happened was I upset Connor to start. So that's one win yep. and a loss for Connor. In that the was where your kicker got you the win. I'll okay. always remember that. Thank you. And then we I got went to, on. Hold on. Please pause. We have to get rid of kickers, guys. It gave Ben a championship. Keep going. Uh, okay. Uh, and so that gave Connor a loss in the playoffs. And then that was a win. So then I went up against Kevin, the number one seed. Now upset him or Ross did. Mm-hmm. But I would have remembered if I upset you in the playoffs. So I want to say that it was me versus Kevin. Yeah, you didn't. And then me. me and Ross met in the championship game and I beat Ross. Yeah. So Ross Laneberger for the record. All of us. So, but yeah, that Man, gave you the second seed in the 2018 playoffs, which has been notated in my in my notes. Okay, but we don't have a full picture of what happened in those playoffs. Not points wise, but we do, like even record wise. Even well, I, and I can apply it. Like I, I've done the math and I've added the playoff scores. So, for example, I'm three and zero. The only time I've ever been in the playoffs, I went from the sixth seed. Won that game, won that game, and then won the championship game. So that's three and zero. I added it for you, so you are one and three right now in the playoffs. So you think that playoffs? I got a buy, and then I lost. The I know second for round. a fact you did, and I lost in the second round. Yes, to Ross. Okay. I want to say because it was versus Alvin. Like God bless Alvin Kamerica. Maybe that rings any bells for the. Okay. Because we had a lot of late season name changes. Mm-hmm. So that was yeah, the last that, thing that he said. That, that season we had a lot of a lot of rebrands. A lot of rebrands. That was the season of rebrand. Yeah. But I do have you at the top of our league because as of right now, if you look at the stats, it is taking into consideration whoever has the most playoff wins. It is tiered by amount of playoff games played. Mm-hmm. And then it is split by the percentage. The greater percentage of the more games played gets you superior. So right now the order is Connor F, Alex C, and Patrick P with four playoff games. Mm-hmm. And then I am fourth with three playoff games but winning all three of them because that was that season exactly yeah, that you won yeah yep. okay now for the record worth noting right now over the course of 2018 2019 2020 and then going into this year we've got no playoff appearances by evan s mm. uh no playoff appearances by eric j mm. obviously no playoff appearances from luke dub mm. uh mark does have a playoff appearance oh <laughs> Yeah, he's got one for 2020. He actually snuck in there. Uh, most improved, going from worst manager of 2019 to going That's to playoffs right. 2020. That's right. And then uh, and then Griff has been in there. So, yeah, just uh, – No yeah, playoff got... appearances for Luke S. No playoff appearances well, for Davis. I, yeah, we'll see what happens this season, but, yeah, hard to – So, with that being said, again, you've got the doc. If I need to reshare it, so be it. But it's out there. It's in your email somewhere. You can reference it. I'm constantly updating it. I'm having a okay. great time. So, you – but – so I guess what I'm trying to get at here is you are 100% confident in our regular season records for that season 100%. and our playoff records for that and season. And I uploaded the pictures. So, like, I went in when – yeah, so I've got the pictures uploaded from mm-hmm. the regular season. I only need to go in now and add the three wins for me from the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I need to add the – whatever the records were. I think that puts you 0-1. I need to add that loss into your mm-hmm. whatever, and I need to add, I guess, okay. a loss for – Kevin and a loss for 
upon her. Yeah. Again, I've got the playoff stuff set up over there, but I haven't got them to the percentage of the overall record, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I would say my opinion is if you do, if you're 100% confident on the re- playoff and season record for that season, we should, I don't know why we wouldn't add it in. I think it's. Yeah. The only problem is that I'm not going to be able to go back and say what the matchups were. Like, you're I don't care about the matchups as yeah. much as I care about I the I want to have record. that because I worked so hard to get that lined up. No, that's I mean, fine. And we can use it going forward. I right. just, I don't think I'm as worried about having a complete history on that as much as I am you just our complete record. Losses. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah, we got it. So over the course of time, everything else is just big data. Big data. And big data is great to have, but not completely necessary. In this session, let us try to understand okay, what is big data. The next big question that comes to our mind is, how huge this data needs to be? Yeah. It won't fit in order to be classified as big data. It won't data. fit. He's got a big data. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He's got, got a big data. He's got a big data. Mm, a major. I like it. Data. I actually didn't like that one. Yeah, okay, sorry. That was B major, but. Oh. Okay, so cool. So um, <clears throat> final little bit here as we clean that up. Again, go check out your big data. Check out all this stuff. Just wanted to actually give Patrick and Fantasy God actually time to sit down and have a conversation real quick. So just gonna open up the door over here at the dojo. Patrick, my guy. Oh wow, he's really changed. Patrick, my guy. Oh, sorry. Wow. Wrong voice change on. Just wanted to have a conversation with you, man. I'm really excited about how last week went. I'm glad I had some time to sit down with you and talk about the future and want to make sure that we're still on the right track moving forward. Busy Thursday for me, so. Yep. Uh, happy about it all. I want to tell you a little bit about our history as fantasy gods. If you stuck around this far into the podcast, I'm really happy that you joined us. So here's the thing. If you've ever watched Mulan, have you ever seen that movie, Patrick? Only a thousand times. It's a great movie. And here's the thing that not everybody understands. The gods at the beginning of that movie out in the back of Mulan's backyard, Mulan's backyard, mm-hmm. that's us. Oh, that's you. Yes, that's us as the fantasy guys. It's the first time we've ever made our movie debut. And honestly, a lot of people don't have talked about it enough. The dragon going out up into the little thing and summoning us and waking us all up. That's us. Oh, thanks for ruining my childhood. <laughs> well, I'm not the only one. And I don't mean to ruin your childhood. But the fantasy gods, that's where we reside. We've been woken up and we've been woken up ever since Mulan and the dragon woke us up. At the thing, they say that, you know, they put us back to sleep and all that stuff, but the reality is that we're all still partying out there. Wow. And that is actually Caterham. Exactly. Wow. Okay. So, it all makes but sense. yeah, there's, again, my name's Ed. I'm one of the fantasy gods here, so hanging out. You'll meet some of the other ones. There's plenty of women gods out there, Ed. Okay. Don't think that it's just your male-oriented god view things. There's females in here, and if you look back on the movie, move on. I make an appearance. My name is Susan, and I'm also a fantasy god. What's your so? How do you split up your responsibilities um, as fantasy gods? Honestly, honestly, honestly. Yeah. Are you the injury guy? <laughs> that's why I seem to. That's it. Ed is the fantasy guy. Ed is the injury guy. Susan is the one who bounced bountiful pleasures on huge games. If you remember, she she was a part of the 
Alvin Kamara game where he scored, you know, five, six, seven touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Uh, my name is Jorge. Okay. Wow. And my main thing is just making sure that the bench is busy. <laughs> oh. It, so my primary objective, for example, Evan S. From week to week, he's a great guy, great example of somebody that I pin every single Thursday when he makes a decision on who he wants to play. Jorge is the guy getting in there making sure Antonio Brown has those games. Now, when he chooses to play in a, yeah, yeah, this one, this one, kind of a little bit of a pickup, I make sure that whoever he plays, plays terrible. Sometimes I even talk to Ed. And get that guy injured. Mm. So, you, okay, you work together. It's Yeah, me and Jorge were tied. A lot of synergy. Sometimes you do bring me in. Yeah, I'm gonna need whenever you. Whenever you need the bench players to have huge games, and I do I not bless them bountifully. Mm. Yes, you do, Susan. Calm down. I mean, there's these eight and a half chairs barely fit these fantasy gods in this room, guys. I wish you could see it. We do not sit in chairs. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, but. That's all we've got. Jorge, he already went out the door. Susan, she's a hot mess right now, so she's gone. It's just me and you. Anything you want to say to me going into week number two? Anybody you want me to kind of target? Nah, if you could just work with Susan on Kamara again, that'd be great. If, if he could just produce another six-touchdown game or something like that, that'd be great. But I'm, hey, all, listen, I'm, man, I'm good busy. with you. I'll get in there. I'll make it happen. Okay, I'm good with you, though. Me and you are done. Me and you, we, I'm happy with our relationship to this point. Let's just, yeah. let's just cut the ties. Cool. All right, Sounds Ed. good, man. Well, I'm really excited for you. Sick. And, uh, excited to injure some people this season. Wow, love you, Ed. Thanks for yeah. stopping by the dojo. Listen, calm down. Okay. Calm uh, I'm down. just being I sincere. Like it when you raise your voice, everybody stay chill. Okay. Now, I did want to talk about what happened in the preseason for just a minute. The preseason, okay? Yeah. I, I, I. Wasn't anticipating doing to this league what I did, mm -hmm. but the lessons need to be learned and the lessons stay the same. Okay, sure. ETN, prime example. If we're drafting or if you are choosing to do a draft, you always do it on answer. Labor day. Thank you. You do it on that day because the risk is minimal. I had to give this league a lesson by injuring ETN early, and Alex Cook was just. Uh, by by yeah byproduct by of standard a lesson yeah so that makes sense that had to happen more things like that had to happen with the Baltimore offense just trying to teach you guys a lesson draft day is meant for Labor Day Labor Day okay um once again thanks for stopping by Ed you taught us some I'll great go lessons ahead and head out you don't seem to want to talk to me anymore. no I'm thanks Patrick very sincere Ed very sincere. Whew, hot in here. Like the Yeah. Like, like there's a lot more people in here than just you. Weight and glory. Yeah. So, yeah. so. so I heard that you met Ed, Susan, uh -huh. Jorge. Jorge, you know, the whole bunch. Yeah. yeah, really got a good insider's look at the operations over there in Caterham. Uh you see a whole different look. Yeah, that's where they're based out of because that yeah. little hut out in Milan's kinda backyard thing. The Porter Hut. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Honestly, it's kinda like a she said. But it, I guess it's where they kind of—it's oh, their dojo. You know yeah, what I mean? 
Susan. Anyways, I don't know anything about this stuff. So that concludes our pod. We're done. We're wrapping up. What's going to be close to a two-hour, eighteen-minute pod? It's a two-ducket. Wow. Yeah, two-ducket. So hope you guys are enjoying it. Enjoy your Friday. Do you have anything you want to leave the listeners with? Um, bad luck to all, and to all a good luck, Patrick. (laughs) Oh boy, I love this sport. See you guys. not talk about